All right, y'all. You 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 you've definitely turned it tuned into the right show today. Uh, two powerhouse heavy hitters. My buddy, my pal, Paul Bertero. It's going to be the Trinity graduate spotlight, as well as uh, we'll get some updates on the Echo Technologies, uh, the new things that are coming out of uh, Echo, Echo Water, the hydrogen water, and more. And then Dr. Rashid Batar, advancedmedicineconference.com. Links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We finally got the, the glitch in the code set up properly because they apparently said RSP. And I'm like, my last name doesn't begin with a P. To, last time I checked. It's RSB and they got it right. So if you guys want to go to Advanced Medicine Conference, get a discount deal, uh, use the code RSB. We'll get you there today as well. Uh, Fair thee well, Rochelle Walensky, what kind of questions can we ask her? FDA uh, doesn't want to release it, but they're being forced to release all the data uh, associated with uh, COVID vaccine trials. We got mRNA universal flu, snot uh, news. That's what I said, snot and more. Again, Paul Bartero, Dr. Rasha Batar, man, having having a great time already. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. Chime in in the chat room. Let us know you're there. And uh, hi, and let's get this party started. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, I think we're live. I'm going to go with that. We are live. And uh, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Uh, Tuesday edition, uh, March, no, May, May. It's one of those M words, M-A-A-A-Y. Yes, May 16th, 2023. Uh, our first airing of this broadcast. And as I mentioned in the sneak preview, my buddy Paul Bertiero, who's also a graduate of Trinity School of Natural Health, ND program, is going to join us uh, today. We'll get some updates on Trinity as well as uh, hydrogen water and uh, all the benefits therein, and as well as the the ways you can tap into it. And then Dr. Rashid Batar back. Uh, we had him on a, as a special guest a while back on our AMA for our uh, patron group. You guys never know who will stop by for that. So we've got that coming up a week from yesterday. Uh, will be the next AMA for our patron supporters. So please join in there at robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room, and uh, we'll get through as much as we can. Hey, Superdot, I just got to tell you, uh, my legs are sore if i kind of like crumple over uh it's like too many darn squats now i know from your bodybuilding days you know how how bad those things are and and the, leg day is rough yeah. these, these were jump squats there was a, a a challenge of the week this week which involved uh i think it was a, a yeah a double punch it's kind of like this this pommel horse bag i don't know what you call it a side heavy bag it's held held up sideways so a double punch um what do you call it when you do that that kind of thing. You, uh, I don't know, atomic elbow or something. Can't can't remember the names. <laughs> what are you, Macho Man, Randy Savage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like atomic elbows. And then boom, and then you you'd go into a squat jump. And uh, oh. I did eighty three in three minutes. And I'm like, dude, I could not have done that even two years ago. I'm thinking about the improvement that I've been making consistently, even at yes, I'll say at fifty seven years in this body, uh, it's blowing my mind. You know, and, and yes, cardio miracle and all the other things we do are incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I'll have you know that I am in third place this week. Third place for the challenge of the week. Guess who's beaten me? A girl. Two girls. Two, two girls. are whipping my butt. And here's the thing. Think about the, the reverse of this. If I wanted to, uh, look, not that I would, but transgenderize and pretend to be a woman, I would still lose <laughs> at my gym. No advantage. No, that wouldn't advantage. work for you. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, our, in our gym, the women are really tough. 
Uh, and right. uh, I'm glad of that. But uh, so of all you guys think that you're going to have an advantage in the gym I go to by becoming a woman, pretending to be a woman, don't do it. It's not going to help. Mm. Not going to help. Certain things I can win, but they're they're really good at the jump squat thing. Really strong butts, I guess you could say it. Can I say that? I just did. Uh, yeah, it's too late now. Too late now. I can't take it back. Anyway, uh, uh, Rashi Batar on, Paul Bertero on. We have it's like old home week when you think about it today with uh, those mm. our two friends coming back on today in the same day. True, yeah. kind of cool. Anyway, the old so, guard of the Robert Scott Bell. Yeah, Joe. have you have you been doing squats or anything exercising? You've been out there mowing the lawn, doing the garden, whatever. Yeah, a little bit there, running around, chasing grandkids. <laughs> well, I think that, that counts as uh, something. I just read today that it's no mo mon Monday or no mo no uh, mo May May. Okay, so here I am breaking out, and I've been holding out as long as possible to not cut the lawn. And finally, it's just like ridiculous in the front. I thought, okay, I'll just cut the front. So I pulled out the old lawnmower, put the old gas in it. It still works, thank goodness. And and then uh, I didn't do the whole lawn. And then I find out it's no mow May. And I'm like, well, at least I can hold off on the rest you know, of the lawn. Look, I understand. Right. I understand. Look, I get it. It's all for a good reason. You know, the idea is for no mow May, mm -hmm. you don't mow the lawn so that the dandelions and stuff grow out on your lawn, which then allows the bees to be able to pollinate. Yeah, you know, and, and I get. Look, I understand. I understand that. The problem is, mm -hmm. if I did not, especially with the way that the weather is, this is that time of year where everything just goes boom and yeah, just just grows up, like yeah. crazy because it's the beginning of the nice weather. Mm -hmm. If I waited an entire month, I wouldn't be able to mow my lawn with the lawnmower. <laughs> it would be too much for the lawnmower. Yeah. So Remember the scythe, the thing that you, I had back in Florida. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You just have to mow it really slowly. Or I'll, I'll ride my horse and buggy around the house with the scythe and do the lawn. Well, the I've seen that. It's pretty. To... It's actually pretty impressive to see how uh, see that. Yeah. In fact, I remember, there was a video back in the day on YouTube mm -hmm. um, where where they had a guy with a weed eater versus a guy with a scythe uh, to see who could you know cut the 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 grass quicker. Uh huh. And the guy with the scythe just destroyed the guy with the weed ears yeah the old way sometimes the best and it was gone you know pretty amazing of course you know you put an eye out with that thing though <laughs> it's indeed it's indeed <laughs> you're walking around with a scythe you probably hear cops pulled on, or called on you yeah anyway well i have to say uh it's a you know, it's a good day here uh, i've enjoyed being out in the sunshine i'm thrilled about spring and we're talking about you know as much as I teased you back in the day when I was living in year-round sunshine and warmth, you really appreciate the sunshine and warmth a lot more when you don't have it. You have seasons now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, the idea of appreciating what you have when you have it, sometimes it takes losing it for a while. You don't going, know oh, what I really appreciate you got now. till it's gone. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the springtime and the growing season and Finding that the bees are, uh, in, in fact, uh, pollinating the, the fruit trees this year. We should have some good fruit, uh, and we didn't have a late freeze, so that's great news, and I'm thrilled by that. I still got to get out there and, and do some uh, uh, transplanting from the greenhouse. I've been so busy. There's not been a lot of downtime, a lot of projects, a lot of uh, workshops and different things that I'm doing off the air and trying to keep up with it all. Now, I'm not complaining. It's a good thing. The energy's here to do it. Let's get, let's get her done while we can, and um, some people are done. I think, like Rochelle Walensky. And 
you know, if we talk about a farewell tour or farewell questions for Rochelle Walensky, uh, mm-hmm. there's a great article by Elgato Malo, uh, a pseudonym, if you will, of someone at the Brownstone Institute, asking some good questions of Rochelle Walensky from from the CDC. Elgato Malo, is that the bad cat? I think so. Yeah. Is it? Is that what that, that means? Right. Uh, if if the bad cat's writing about Walensky, what's what's the nickname <laughs> for Walensky? So, uh, what what do we want to know about Walensky as she's leaving? Remember the statement: "Vaccinated people do not carry the virus." How about show us the data, Rochelle Walensky? What where is the data to substantiate that statement? That's one great question. Where are you made the claim that uh, the people who are jabbed are not people who are injected are not carrying the virus and uh, set aside controversies of virus or no virus for the moment. And we don't shy away from tackling that here. That's OK. Uh, where the sorts of uh, safety and ineff- ineff- inefficacy signals that would have pulled any other vaccine history off the market, uh, market why were they ignored? Um, where the data collection was rigged to make known adverse events difficult to find, report and aggregate in the vSafe system by removing them from searchable database fields and placing them in free text response. You know, these are questions to ask, you know, where where the mandated safety assessments were not being performed until long after problems were evident following the CDC to miss, allowing the CDC to miss most of the blatant safety signals in history, the most blatant safety signal in history. Let's just say it that way. Another statement from Walensky. The COVID vaccine will make the vaccinated a dead end for the virus. And of course, all of the uh, leftist liberal pundits and and some of the conservative ones too parroted the press releases from, you know, FDA, CDC, et cetera, just followed along with talking points. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla pushed that narrative and others. And, you know, as we we learn more about what happened at the time of, of, you know, going through COVID, the early time and the declarations of emergency, and you find out the Department of Defense, uh, the NIAID, all of these uh, incestuous relationships really controlled the narrative and controlled, in fact, the manufacturer. The manufacturer of these COVID jabs was not Pfizer and Moderna. In fact, they were DOD, um, what would you call them, um, contractors. And then, th- and then they said, here, Moderna, here, Pfizer, go out there with this, and you do your thing, we'll say it's you. I mean, the layers of deception goes so deep. Remember, there was this uh, statement uh, July of 2022, the mRNA and the spike protein do not last long in the body. It's in this article. Well, that turned out not to be even close to, to, to being true. They, they said it doesn't affect or interact with DNA. I'm like, really? You are sending in synthetic mRNA the program DNA protein synthesis to produce what the spike protein that you say will elicit an antibody response that will save everybody. And you're telling me that there's no interaction with the DNA. The whole design of MRNA is interact with DNA. I mean, what kind of buffoons could make that statement and get away with it? And even when they said, Hey, you know, even at 40 cycle count threshold of of PCR test. uh, Yeah, it's still COVID. On and on it goes, the lie, the lie, the layers of lies that you have to believe in order to believe anything was real about COVID other than the fact that, yes, people were sick, injured, and killed from what the propaganda led to. And the misinformation that they claimed was coming from the Robert Scott Bell Show or others, our friends, in fact, 
was the information that saved lives. The information they purported to be legit is the information that led people to untimely injury and death. Yeah, I said it. And, you know, another thing I think about Walensky as an MD or if anybody's a PhD, whether it be uh, someone at NIAID, NIH, or uh, doctors uh, that were promoting this agenda. I, I'll ask you, Super Don, did I say once or twice over the course of this time frame that I would be embarrassed to call myself a doctor or a scientist to buy in and believe the BS that Walensky and others were promoting? I believe so, yes. I, I'm just saying I'm embarrassed. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. I am embarrassed for anybody who fell for it. Now, for those who have fallen for it, because I, look, I admit, Super Don, maybe once or twice you've fallen for things in your life that you found out, man, I was deceived. I'm not saying I'm above and beyond reproach in that regard, but I will say that once we began to learn the language of the medical matrix, Super Don is smarter than most MDs and PhDs on a lot of this stuff. Did he go to MD or PhD school? No, he's got the school of critical thinking and common sense. And I'm like, well, this goes to prove, Super Don, that just because you're a doctor and you have a degree, I call it a degree for a reason because you abandon common sense. You abandon critical thinking skills, partly because the economic conflicts of interest demand it. You follow me here? It's not that Walensky is really stupid. I don't think so. It's not that... Anthony Fauci is really stupid. I don't think so. But they have agreed, kind of like a deal with the devil, to basically, you tell me what to say and I'll say it. At the same time, if I step back from all of the conflicts of interest, I just go, all right, on the level of intelligence that you're not using, you would qualify as a full-blown, and what was the, the statement uh, by uh, Robert Downey Jr. In, in that movie? Never retard. go full retard. Yeah. Never go full retard. <laughs> Well, they would go full retard. If we go just on the, the merits of what they have claimed in terms of uh, the COVID jabs, yeah. they went full retard. Yeah. It sure okay. seems like it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, as I said, I acknowledge they're not stupid people, but they have made a deal with the devil to basically be stupid, if you will. Well, and, and, and it's a good example. It's funny. This topic comes up every once in a while when I'm talking with somebody where yeah, I think we give we give uh, government way too much credit for be you know because like, when you watch like the TV shows and you read the books and the stuff the fictional stories and stuff and man the you know the 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 government is just they're all like super smart and they've got all this secret stuff and these plans and these this technology and all this stuff and they can just figure stuff out in seconds you know and and and, and you know implement plans and, and things and stuff and really they're kind of just a bunch of bumbling idiots who you know one side one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing and and uh you know it's kind of a train wreck most of the yeah. time it seems like and well, so it, i just ask you super d again do you think walensky is stupid or she's just willing to compromise what she knows to be true for the sake of I think no. Walensky would have made a great CDC director had she not had to do anything other than what the CDC has been doing for decades, which is just rubber stamp stuff and, and repeat scripts and, and be a face, mm -hmm. you know, to put on TV and all that kind of stuff like that. You suddenly throw them into some kind of thing where they actually have to step up and use, you know, some, you know, make some decisions and do some, some stuff and they're just not qualified. They're just, yeah. you know, they're just, they're a bunch of, they're just the three stooges, you know? Yeah. 
That that's well, that's my opinion. We may never know, you know, the actual IQ, if you will, of any of these players that fell hook, line, and sinker for it, or whether they were just corrupted by the money and the power that comes with it. And let's watch what uh, Rochelle Walensky ends up doing following her stint at the CDC, being obedient, doing what she's told to do. Should we start a pool which on, on where she's going to end up uh, yeah. when, when she leaves? Yeah, it's an interesting... Which, which pharmaceutical company or which government agency will she... Uh, where, yeah, where, where, where she'll land? Thing to consider. I mean, that's yeah. that'd be a, well, a Vegas odds betting pool. It probably... For all I know, you could probably find out, vote on, bet on, you know, where Walensky will end up, you know, or any number of these revolving doors. Uh, but folks, I'm sorry. I'm just embarrassed for her and many other doctors and scientists is how wrong they got everything. And yet they have no shame. Perhaps they have no, no uh, conscious knowledge of the wrong that they have done. Maybe they're such true believers. Maybe they're Manchurian, you know, robot medical doctors for all I know. And they're not you know, they're artificial intelligence and they're, you know, basically uh, chat GPT AI'd onto the screen as a, uh, what, are the, what are the fake videos that they call it? Real. The, the deep fake? Deep fake videos. Are, they're, yeah. You know, they're not three-dimensional. They're actually two-dimensional creations of uh, the robotic medical state. At this point. Which, by the way, in the newsletter today, the uh, the poll of the day is, what, uh, what do you think about artificial intelligence? Ah. Good question. A, do you think it's it's uh, great? That's going to make life easier and be beneficial to society. Mm-hmm. B, uh, it's bad. And who knows what it'll do? Or C, not sure. Yeah, we'll check on the results of that at the end. All of the right, show. I'm I'm rolling into the. I don't like. I know it. where you. I know where you roll. I know yeah. exactly where you roll. Yeah. I'm in the minority. But. I can't differentiate from the you know the total takeover of the world kind of AI and the kind you say is gentle and loving and kind. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. sure where that goes. You know, there was a there was a time here's here's what I'd say. There was a time uh in our childhood where our parents were going, you know, boy, I tell you those video games are those are gonna be the end of society. You know, rot our children's brains and that rock and roll, boy, I tell yeah. you, it's just gonna turn them all into a bunch of juvenile delinquents and but smoking that we, marijuana. <laughs> can, can we make the argument today? Can we make the argument today that Artificial intelligence potentially is much worse than the video games of the past, you know, violent video games, et cetera. What the potential is there? Is it just me? Maybe, maybe could be, could be. I mean, if you look at the reaction that the government's taking right now, and I mean, a lot of people are a lot of of just going, Whoa, hold on a second here. I think Mm -hmm. we need to stop and take a look at this. Let's take a, a break here. Um, and I understand it. In the meantime, I'm still having fun with it. So, all right, have some fun. All right, have some fun. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, judges ordered the FDA to accelerate the release of COVID nineteen vaccine trial data to just two years. How, how, how long was they wanted? Like seventy five years or more? Well, according to this article, yeah, according to this article, there was something like that. I, I remember. On. Yeah, but according to that, the FDA was wanting to do it over the course of twenty three and a half years. Oh, they came down from 75. They came down from, yeah. I still don't understand why it would take 23 and a half years. I mean, think about this. Mm-hmm. It, it, they, they took the data from the uh, clinical trials and used it to approve the vaccine mm-hmm. in a matter of months. But to put it together for the public to see, they need 23 and a half years. Mm-hmm. How do you explain a, that? Again, great point. 
if you can provide and produce that much data in that <laughs> short period of time, you can't release that data in that what? short period of time. I mean, it was less than a year. It was like 10 months or something like that where they, where they were like, okay, yeah, we see enough here. Let's, let's go ahead and inject everybody with it. You release. Oh, wait it. a minute. Hold on. You, you want to see the data? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 23 and a half years. It takes some time. Yeah. <sighs> there are people wow. today that would not be alive in 23 and a half years to be able to see the data. I mm -hmm. mean, it just the FDA had argued it would be impractical to release the estimated 4.8 million pages at more than uh, between 1,000 and 16,000 pages per month, which would have taken 23 and a half years. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. So, all right. So let, let's look at it this way. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever the, uh, the, the budget bill comes up for vote yeah. uh, and the members of Congress are given the bill and they have to vote on it like within days and... Uh, we're talking, you know, thousands, sometimes, you know, tens of thousands of pages in a bill. Yeah. Um, they can provide that for people to vote on, which from what mm -hmm. I understand, most of them don't even read it anyway, and they just vote. Right. Thousands but, of pages. But for, yeah. yeah, to give us uh, the pages on the vaccines, 23 and a half years. Yeah. And it was How? 75. Yeah. How? I, I it's still, maybe I'm something I'm missing here. Mm-hmm. How would it well, take judge to talk about the, the criticality of, of releasing it as soon as possible because he says stale information is of little value. That is, if we found this out 75 years from now, what good would it do all the people that are suffering right now or could possibly suffer in the future based on not having this information in a current uh, manner? In a, oh, in look, a at, look at this. Here's the 75 here. The January yeah. 2022 order, also mm -hmm. issued by Pittman, Force the FDA to produce all of its data on Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for those aged 16 and older at a rate of 55,000 pages per month or much faster than the 75 years mm -hmm. that the agency had sought. Yeah. Dude, I think the mic drop moment for, for is coming from you today with your perspective, which is like, okay, it's hard to argue against, isn't it? They rushed this thing in in a matter of months, less than a year, arguably, before they went, oh, it looks good, let's bring it out. And yet... But it was an emergency. Right. And so we were able to do that in, a, in less than a year, and now we want 75 years to get you everything that you want about this. 75 years. Yeah. There isn't a single member of, of, of Congress that'll probably be alive in 75 years. Mm -hmm. That'd be great, because all the, all the people that would be responsible for anything they might happen to find in that data won't be around anymore, right? Well, exactly. That's the whole thing. Fauci won't be around in 75 years, you know? Yeah, he might not be around. That's, just, that's just ridiculous. I think the 23 years, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, how many, how, how many pages are we talking about here? That, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the question. I'm, I'm trying really hard to justify this for these guys. How many pages are we talking about that, 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 that in total that it would take 23 years to give it to everybody well i think if you've got a thousand page uh or more um 16,000 pages a month is that what they were saying yeah yeah but think about let's say if there are 435 members of congress or so um and they have to release the budget for them to read 23 years because then fauci cannot go to prison leslie where fauci's going prison would be lovely compared to where he's going after this lifetime, in my humble opinion, at least for a while, if you don't believe it's all, all, all forever, but whatever. But yes, Leslie is, a, is arguing what you're arguing. I think that, you know, if they're all dead at that point, what does it matter? 
all the people who are the culprits. They, they're never held to account in this lifetime. Yeah. But it's more than uh, about that, uh, you know, as far as uh, accountability. It's, it's also about the next phase of mRNA technology. And we'll talk about it, I think, a little later in the show, the uh, universal flu shot which is something that's been on our radar for years and years on this show, especially when they started attacking the, the annual flu shot's ability to protect you from the flu being ridiculously low. And I thought this never was allowed to come out before, except that they are rolling in the acceptance for something else. And that something else is mRNA technology-based uh, universal flu shots. But if you find out that all of the data that led to the approval in an emergency situation of the COVID injections, if you learn how bad the data is in terms of supporting safety and efficacy, then the question would be, how are we going to think, or how are we going to even attempt to roll out an mRNA universal flu shot based on the mRNA technology's abject failure as a preventative measure, as an alternative form of what they call a vaccine? It becomes a non-starter. It becomes, it's dead in the water. And how much of Big Pharma has really set the stage for its future domination of the economic world based on this new technology, so-called new technology. So the inevitability would be if they are able to delay it 75 years, then they can keep rolling out the MRA. I'm sorry. There's no, there's no way. There is no way you can justify that. No, there's no way, but I mean, the that's 23 years you can't justify. No. Yeah. But as it's, we look at the institutionalized conflicts of interest, economic on all levels, uh, you begin to see and hopefully unpack and never put back in the suitcase for, for, uh, you know, a memory hole that everybody engaged the experts, so-called authorities, MDs and PhDs were either lying or just complicit by looking the other way because they knew that their jobs depended on it or they're absolute morons and that they couldn't see through this. In either case, all three of these things should disqualify them from doing any work in the scientific field and or governmental field to bring out new technologies, new things for healthcare, new things for public health, new things for prevention. Wouldn't you say that would be a disqualifier? I mean, if you were hiring somebody and they failed so miserably Time and time and time again, you just within this three-year period, would you consider them for a future assignment other than to go to, you know, Alaska and, and you know, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure they just kind of shuffle snow. these people around, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they're all, uh, they all have pretty good job security. Yeah. Well, they're in with the, the right people. Door. They know the right people. It's the revolving door. Again, the institutionalized conflicts of interest, all of these things matter. They didn't appear to matter to a lot of people. I'm hoping that they do. I will once again give props to the documentary film, and not because I'm in it, but because it's that good regardless of who is in it, what's presented, what's released, what's revealed. The Utah Safe and Effective. If you go to utahsafeandeffective.org, and I think it's been uploaded to Brideon. Is there a way you can go to Brideon.com and see if that, can you do a search to see if Utah Safe and Effective is available on Brideon? Because I think that's the thing I want to make sure Mike Adams knows so he can begin to promote it as well. If it's on that side. I yeah, I don't mind him not promoting on YouTube. I don't I don't like YouTube. We're banned on it. It's probably on Rumble too. Yeah, I don't know, but I would like to know if it's uh if it's up on Brideon. That would be cool to know. I'm sure it is. Okay. 
But let me check. All right. Let's see. Who else? In the meantime, I texted Paul. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Do I? I don't know if I. It's the same number. It's been a while since I've texted Paul. Yeah. Last time I texted him was uh, was like a year ago. Is he still the same number? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same number. So you're fine. See who else I want to tweet this out to. I got you. I got everybody else going on. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's at RS Bell Media for me. It's at It's Super Don, I-T-S Super Don. So there are two S's in there, at It's Super Don on Twitter. Not that he uses a lot of Twitter, but occasionally. I use it more than I used to. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Instagram, AskRSB. And I don't know what other social medias we do. We do have the Robert Scott Bell Show on, on Facebook still. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Yeah. We're still on, banned uh, on LinkedIn. Instagram. We have a TikTok channel, but I haven't I haven't done anything with it in a while. Yeah, you know um, it's interesting. Uh, TikTok. I had somebody uh, call me, uh, and I talked with them about uh, their experience with uh, the silver hydrosol, the sovereign silver and sovereign copper. Mm-hmm. And I asked this person, "How did you find out about it?" She said, "TikTok." Hey. Like, was it an official advertisement? No, it was just somebody on TikTok who said, "Hey, I used this. I sprayed it in my nose, and it worked." It's like, okay, that's interesting for those that are trying to. You know, ban TikTok. Obviously, anything can be used bad or good. Um, there's some people using it for good. So I see uh, Paul is connecting, but I don't see a video visual. I just see that he's connected. Oh, there he is. Hey, Paul. Hey. Dude, it's so good to see you. And it was so great to see you yesterday. I can't imagine how happy every time I get to see you. You're so busy. And as <laughs> am I, I acknowledge it. But uh, it's great, and uh, Super Don's here, and we're all—it's like a reunion right now. I know. It's That's been a while. Mm-hmm. I know. What the heck? Uh-huh. So you've been uh, look. I don't know what you want to share about what you've been going through, and I've I just kind of just in general said it. You know, I'm very excited. Echo Technologies is out there for everybody to tap into the Echo Water that we've utilized for years. The hydrogen. We'll get, we'll talk about that. But this is kind of a unique circumstance of you being on the show today because you're the Trinity. School of Natural Health graduate spotlight today <laughs> on the show. Isn't this cool? Yes, it's exciting. Woohoo! So I love it. This and is I love Trinity. So. Yes, and uh, I, you know, witnessed you going through it, and it was for those of you who think it's just a walk in the park. It's not. You really got to learn great new stuff. And uh, Paul is a smart dude. You know, you've had him. We've had him on the show for years. And yet, it, you know, even you were challenged to, to learn new things in that regard. And that's that's a good thing because, you know, when we want people out there to understand body, mind, and spirit connectivity in, yeah. in promoting healing, uh, people think, well, the spiritual stuff, that doesn't matter. It matters everything. And it, that's, it's all, all integrated. It's not ignored in, in the Trinity School uh, curricula. Right, right. Well, I tell you, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about Trinity and Yes, it it takes study, it takes effort, it takes dedication, and they. But I will say that they are there for you. They want you to succeed. They want you to be successful. They want you to accomplish your goals. And so I think Trinity is as a school and their staff was is amazing um, for sure. So I'm grateful to Trinity and grateful for the three, I guess you would call degrees or thing, you know, programs that I've done with them. That's great. But um, yeah, I think they're amazing. And Julie is incredible. All of their staff is incredible. 
I have nothing but wonderful things to say. And yes, it's been crazy the last year um, <laughs> yeah. for me personally. Um, really wanted to focus on the products I created, which was the hydrogen water, as you know. Um, <clears throat> and that's what I wrote my thesis on with Trinity. With the with Trinity, but you know. I developed way back in 2009, 2010, 2011, the hydrogen water systems, and then started talking about it. And everyone thought it was crazy. And of course now there's 1250 studies. So I'm not so crazy anymore, but mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really incredible. But the last year we shifted as a company, no longer selling any products other than the, uh, the echo. What's your branded producing? water. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, Echo Technologies is the entity and, and the website is Echo H2O, like Echo Water, but Echo H2O.com. That's the website where all the Echo products are on. But yeah, it's been it's been a crazy year, but it's been wonderful at the end. Um, things are wonderful. I haven't been happier. You know, it's it's awesome. Well, and, and coming back to the Trinity thing, you said you did your thesis on hydrogen. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, are you going to offer perhaps any um, integrated curriculum into Trinity or even a lecture on demand? I know that you've spoken, as I have many years in a row, at the uh, Trinity Health Freedom Expo, which is great. And people have access yeah. to that. But doing sometimes a little bit more because it's it's kind of a gap or a, um, a vacuum in terms of other aspects of what we can do to promote health. And that hydrogen thing that you've dedicated much of your life to uh, is something that I think needs to be taught elsewhere. Just not just occasionally when we get to go out and talk about it. Um, yes. And I have talked to Julie and I've talked to Lauren and they definitely want me to do a curriculum on hydrogen. And I plan to do that for the on-demand series and others. Um, I'm ready now because with everything being settled and everything being um, with the new entity and everything, I'm, I'm ready to do it. So it's all branded properly. But that that's that's the only thing I was waiting on. Okay, cool. Well, just so you know, um, Paul has, if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, and we have like people new all the time discovering us, believe it or not, after all these years, you're like, what? what? You've been on the what? So we're still somewhat the best kept secret in health talk media. And yeah. Paul has been a, a, such a great friend for so many years. You're like, I can't remember time without you, my buddy. Uh, oh. You know, I know we met as adults and, and doing these things on the natural health circuit, but, you know, I feel like I've known you forever. And, right. um, you know, many journeys we've had across the, the country, across the globe, uh, even into Canada when we've done things for our friends up there. And, you know, also the connection through Trinity has been amazing. And so uh, Paul has got his naturopathy designation from Trinity School of Natural Health, and uh, it, it only strengthened the, the knowledge that you had before to go forward and, and reach, I think, even more people as you're speaking. I don't know if you have any uh, events on the calendar right now. I know we've got the Health Freedom Expo again. There's the Trinity Live event in October, right? Now it's aligned right to it, so like two days before it and all. So people can go to both, which is great. Uh, but the uh, the fun we've had in interacting with the folks from Trinity, the graduates, the students, I mean, just good people that are really in it for the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do have several shows coming up. Uh, I'll be speaking at the IHA, the International Hyperbaric Association. I'll be speaking um, with Dr. Fab Mancini with his inner circle here um, mm -hmm. in June as well. And there's uh, other podcasts, many, many podcasts and things that, that, I'll, that are coming up that I'll be on. And so 
yeah, things are just starting to uh, kick up and I'm excited about all that. But Leslie, just, I saw a comment in the chat room. <laughs> Yay. It's Paul. Yay. Thank <laughs> you. I missed you. I know oh, many of our cool. friends have missed you, you know, <laughs> see, see you back here. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, just so you know, Trinity is uh, really getting the word out. And I, I, I'm doing my little part to help because I love them, Julie and the family, what they've been dedicating uh, their lives to as well is really in alignment with us here. Almost 600 new students so far in 2023 That's are, are taking incredible. classes. Now. It That's really is amazing what's happening here. Uh, yeah. So folks, if you're a physician, a nurse, a chiropractor, Maybe you've gone through what they call not traditional naturopathy, but I call it allopathic naturopathy. That is, you know, the licensed accredited naturopathic schools that kind of compromise to, you know, be that status. Very often, as you see, they're graduating and they can vaccinate you, which is kind of yeah. weird because to me, the antithesis of real naturopathy. But you're welcome as well at Trinity to learn the things they didn't teach you in naturopathy school. I'm just saying. That's cool. Yeah, I, I tell you what, it. It has been wonderful for me being a graduate of Trinity because, A, I love knowledge. I love. Oop, did we lose Paul there? Did he glitch out? He had some weird glitchy stuff going on. Okay. There we go. Coming back. Let's see if we can get him back in here. Pump him up. Here. Get him in. There, okay. he's inflated. It's the inflatable Paul Bertero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I, I love Trinity and, and I'm really grateful for, you know, being a graduate of Trinity. I love the fact that they allow you, or at least when I went, when you and I went together, even mm -hmm. they, they had classes in person and you could do online. You had your, your choice. So if your learning style is that you want to be there in person, they have that availability, or at least they did when I went well, they and have the then, Trinity live events now as well. So yeah, there's yeah. Uh, every year you can go there and, and really go deeper into the knowledge base you're looking for or right. expand into things you didn't even know were available. And uh, right. it's extraordinary. And you can do it at your own pace. So I think they cater to everyone. I think that there's an opportunity for everyone to increase their knowledge, increase their ability to serve other people. And obviously it's all about loving and lifting others. And so... I, I can't say enough good things about Trinity, that's for sure. But um, I'm grateful, obviously, to have, you know, to be a natu you know, doctor of naturopathy and have it on my business cards. My desire was never to treat individuals, right? Mm -hmm. It was more to, I was already lecturing and educating and things, and it was just to have that additional knowledge and then to be able to have on the business card. But I think for those that want to open a wellness facility, I think that the training that Trinity has is amazing and the best out there. I think they're one of the oldest, if not the oldest school um, yeah. when it comes to natural medicine. So consistent in, in terms of the mission and yeah. only getting better in terms of the delivery. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've, we've had many graduates in this audience which I love to feature in spotlight. Yeah. In addition, there are many in this audience taking the various classes from, you know, the health coach, which yeah. is an intense eight week program. Uh, shout out to Murdoch. If he's listening to watching, I mean, he was like <laughs> going through that. It was like, Oh, it wasn't easy. They'll make you learn something, but that's the point. It's not about just, uh, you know, phoning it in and, and, yeah. and having a, something on your name. It really yeah. is a knowledge base that you're yeah. expanding 
to be able to actually put it to practice and help whether you're going in to actually set up a clinic or work in a clinical setting or like Paul who runs a, a company that yeah. expanded his knowledge base, his ability to communicate and mm -hmm. uh, present uh, with, uh, you know, the Trinity graduate uh, aspect of that added into it. I mean, there's a lot of a uh, wide, a wide variety of things you can do with the Trinity education. and You're proving that. Absolutely. Um, you know, it was cool is one of our newer employees who's our customer service manager. He is a CNHP. Mm. And I, and when I saw that, I'm like, Hey, you went to Trinity. He goes, yeah, I did. And you know, he worked for, he, his name is Trace Waterland. He's now our customer service manager, but he worked for um, Zydo for 13 years. Mm. And so that's where he was before us. But, you know, it was, it's nice to be able to see someone else that has that because you have a common ground. You have someone that, you know, had some training uh, from, you know, in natural health. And so anyways, it's, it's been, it's been wonderful. And of course, being honored to present at the Trinity Health Freedom Expos has been wonderful. I think Julie has put together beautiful seminars and wonderful seminars and look forward to this one this year as well. And so, yeah, I know that Jonathan Emord spoke at the last one. That oh, was yeah. cool. Yeah, he's an institution that, uh, can you imagine Jonathan Emord, our friend, could be and likely will be the next United States Senator from Virginia. Isn't that cool? To know what he knows about our industry. You think oh, yeah. about that. I mean, you know, we have some folks in, in the Senate that are pretty promoting of freedom. We, and yeah. we know there are, and there's a lot of compromise there too, but nobody has the knowledge of Jonathan Emord about the industry that's the natural products, natural health, and the freedom in healing that we, yeah. many of you that listen to this show desire. And, and, and this is why I say, so if, even if you're not in Virginia, if you support Jonathan E. Moore to get in the U.S. Senate, it's going to benefit everybody because there are other people that are trying to do some work that's good uh, on freedom, freedom issues, but they don't have the knowledge base. And even, I would argue, the backbone to stand on what's right that Jonathan E. Moore has for decades in his yeah. career. Yeah. And uh, also to know about Trinity all these years as well and his, his – uh, his journey is parallel in many ways to what we're doing. And I, I, you know, we were at a meeting last night, Paul, and it was fascinating because it's really very forward thinking, trying to really get to the nuts and bolts of what went wrong, not just in COVID, but in a broader sense. And you know, I've talked about this, yeah. there's a lot of conflicts of interest. And as you said to me, we were talking about the money, the greed, all of that, that drives people off, yeah. off track, right? Yes. Lose the mission and purpose of being a healer of any kind. And yeah, Yet, I'm not delusional to think we can snap our fingers and it's there. I mean, that's God. God can do miracles like that. I agree. And I, I'm not going to stand in the way if there's a miracle like that that could happen. But even putting someone like Jonathan E. Moore in the United States Senate could be considered miraculous considering how most people go in and get compromised or bought or they're already bought before they go in. <clears throat> right. So I don't discount having good, godly people in positions of power to help make a better impact on those that might be kind of dancing in the middle and they could be influenced positively by that kind of energy. Absolutely. I mean, we at some point have to make health just slightly more important than money. <laughs> That's all it's going to take. It's just slightly more. We don't have to make it, you know, crazy more, just slightly more like actually being able to get up in the morning and get out of bed without pain and go and do what you want to do and live a wonderful life has to be slightly more important than money. And if we can accomplish this, 
then ridding people of disease models yeah. will be good because then it will be slightly better than making all the money that we can to manage disease models. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think of this idea, for instance, of if you come out of Trinity, for instance, you actually know how to help people. You're not treating disease. You're nourishing the body. You're helping the body remove that, which is a, an obstacle to being healthy. And so you're actually encountering people that may be of a genuine desire. Say, you know what? I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired. <laughs> right. And yeah. you actually help them. And then they're like, Hey, I'm all better. Now, right. the, the greed model or the model of, of, um, lack or, or, or poverty, if you will, weirdly enough, a poverty consciousness is like, Oh my gosh, if they get well, they won't need me. Then I won't be able to make money off of them coming to see me. And then I'll be less off because of that. And so the model that, as you know, allopathic medicine has adopted is here's the stuff that will get you sick. Here's the stuff that will not get you well, but might manage your symptoms and manage your sickness, but will always cause you to be dependent upon another thing, another thing. Super Don, I sent you a quote that just came out of my head this morning. I thought it would be a good t-shirt. I didn't finish it, but let me see if I can find it here. What I sent you uh, earlier today. Let's see if I'm scrolling back, scrolling back. Just occurred to me. And I, I was wondering what that was because yeah, you didn't say, oh, this is a quote for later. Oh, it was like you just you said, I, said it and you're like, I was like, in the what car is that like directed back. at me? Or no, I was coming back from my workout. You know, I was getting my good workout. <laughs> and then this thing just popped into my head. I'm like, dude, I got to send that to Superdon so I don't lose it. Yeah. And it's this. Eat whatever you want. We've got a pill for that. Yeah. And, and, and then it would be signed your, your, your flexion report, medical doctor, something like that. Oh, that's funny. Because that basically is the management of whatever disease you don't have to change. And then it appeals to certain people too, that don't want to do what it takes to get well. I just want to eat whatever I want. Just give me a pill. Well, that's what, that's quite honestly, what feeds the current medical system we have. And so can you really fault completely Mm -hmm. the medical system because i i can't tell you how many people say well i drink sodas is okay to drink your water while i'm drinking sodas <laughs> well yeah it is but you might have less effects right yeah. and they're like you know can i continue to eat all my stuff that you know I can I keep doing what I want to do? The stuff that made and, me sick, right? I want to keep yeah, doing Yeah, yeah. And so what we're really doing in the medical system is symptomology or we're wanting people are coming into the doctor's office not to be healed. They want the symptoms to go away. They want the pain to go away or they want the 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 inconvenient part of a disease model to go away. So that's what they give them is a drug, right? That masks yeah. the body's complaining or the body's reaching out for help. So I, I just say there are those that want to change lifestyle mm -hmm. and there are those that don't. And there's a lot more people that don't want to change lifestyle, but somehow mm -hmm. they want to have a different outcome. So this shirt is the, you know, the saying and thank uh, shout out yeah. to our good friend, Allison uh, in San Diego, super fan of the show. And she loves Paul and all that echo yeah. does for her family. She's been so grateful. And um, she sent this shirt. She designed it, the power to right. get it yours. And right. so, as true as this statement is, the opposite can also be true. The power to create sickness is yours. That's right. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And, and so your point, Paul, I think, is we can't fully 100% hold accountable these doctors and what they do because they are responding to the people that are coming into them going, yeah, I don't really want to change 
Don't talk to me about eating. Just give me the pill to manage what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Do I really have to exercise? Um, the reality is that people want to live the great life. They don't always want to put the effort in or, or to change the lifestyle because let's be honest, there's a lot of really great tasting foods that aren't the best for you. <laughs> and I don't know that I'd call it food, but, but it is, you know, is what it is. Hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I tell people, Hey, we can fix your gut in two weeks. If you have gluten and dairy issues, drink the water for two weeks and, and, and you'll have less or no gluten and dairy issues. And they're like, Oh, well, can I just um, rent a machine for two weeks and then send it back? Yeah, just drink a couple of weeks. I'll feel better, right? That's all I need. Yeah, and I'm just, I look at them and I go, yes, if you will eat like Robert Scott Bell. But I'll say, yes, <laughs> if you will promise me that you'll only eat organic non-GMO foods, you will not have a pesticide in your system, you won't have antibiotics, you won't have all this kind of stuff, and the reality is they are not going to do that. And they go, Oh, well, no, I, I'm mm -hmm. not going to sign up for that. Um, and so the reality of that is you have to get a machine in your house then, because while you're going to eat glyphosate and while you're going to eat all these things, you can be taking while you're damaging your gut, you can have the hydrogen healing your gut and it's going to be a process you do the rest of your life. And so I, I really do believe that that's why our medical system is what it is, is because so many people just want the pain to go away. They don't want to change anything else. Doesn't it? it well, it feeds into a, a, dare I say, a lower consciousness. And I don't mean to be judgy about this. I, I just mean in a, a consciousness that doesn't want to take responsibility yeah. for its actions. Like, you know what? I just, I'd rather take the bill. And I was like, it, there's an honesty there that I can yeah. appreciate. You know, yeah, me too. if you come to me for help and you're going to be eating all the, the dog food would be better. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, look, maybe, you know, the things I do might stave off a little bit, but it's just not, you know, I'm invested in people that are invested in their own health and, and, and right. helping them to be so, so uplifted to fulfill their greatest, wildest dreams here on this planet while they're here, their mission, their purpose. And you're a mission purpose, mission oriented, uh, guy as well. And you want to facilitate the greatest for people. And, it, and it's, and, and that's more than just managing it, but you'll be honest with them and say, look, if you want to manage your stuff with the water, it's fine. You're better off than not doing it, yes. but I'd really encourage you to look beyond that. And you certainly know that. And that's what, you know, Trinity is all about in terms of yes. investing in their, the education platform for the people that want to do that. But also right. I think genuinely, maybe I'm delusional about this, but a growing <laughs> number of people in our population that are finally going, Oh, I think I want that now not just the pill. I, I think right. I'm really interested, Paul, in what you're saying about lifestyle changes, dietary yeah. changes, and really making a difference. Yeah. And, and luckily my lifestyle change is not having them hike a mountain on Wednesday afternoon at 3 PM and standing on their head and eating a certain berry. It's drinking water, which mm -hmm. they should already be doing. And there just happens to be hydrogen gas dissolved in that water, which is the mechanism of healing in the body. And so it's really not difficult. So luckily for me, the mission that I'm on and the stewardship that I've been given is to educate people on hydrogen and the vehicle that we're getting hydrogen in the body is water. And so it's a much simpler um, process for them where they don't really have a lifestyle change. They can easily drink, you know, water per day. So that's, that's where, where, where I'm lucky, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of other things 
um, there's some stuff that people should be doing like exercise, (laughs) you know, movement that they don't always get excited about, but you missed the the exercise discussion this morning. My I'm so my legs are so sore. I did a lot of these jump squats <laughs> for the challenge of the week, and, and I was saying I'm in third place this week, Paul. I'm not winning the chow unless oh. of the men. I, I beat all the men, but the women, <laughs> two women beat me. So the advantage of me turning You're not being Roberta, right? Yeah, no. Uh, the, the point is, I could pretend to be a woman because everybody says you can do that now. It wouldn't right. help me at all. I'd still lose. not every endeavor are women weaker than men particularly when it comes to jump squats ow right right anyway uh so i found that kind of humorous as well but i start every day and have for almost two decades now drinking echo water hydrogen water and i would encourage everybody to do that and you'll look you'll see and and i even mix my cardio miracle in the morning into echo water everything that i do is that's that's the baseline for me and we know it's a hydrogen is a powerful baseline antioxidant. We know it's a cell signal modulator. Yeah. I would ask you, and I know we only have a few minutes left uh, this this half hour. And again, thanks to Trinity for uh, connecting us today for this, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything, and we'll have you back on, of course, um, yeah. that we have, because we haven't talked a lot about hydrogen recently, that yeah. maybe a, one little snippet of hydrogen information that we forgot or maybe is new <laughs> since the last time. Yeah. Well, there's always new. There's seven studies just this year alone that have been released. And so it's very exciting. We're constantly having new disease models, new things coming out on different <clears throat> different issues and different disease models that hydrogen can help with. We now have 1,250 studies. And any of you that want to see the studies, you simply navigate to, on the internet, hydrogen studies. Dot com. Okay. This is a website that we've put together that has all the 1,250 studies, and you can search disease models. You can search issues. You can search pathways. You can search whatever you want, and then you will go to echoh2o.com to purchase. There's no way to purchase on the hydrogenstudies.com, but mm-hmm. you can do all the research. You can look at the studies. What we're really looking for are doctors and wellness professionals that want to educate their clients and their patients on the huge benefits of drinking water with hydrogen gas dissolved in it. And we have a beautiful program for doctors and for non-doctors, for wellness professionals. But please, please reach out, reach out to us. But I, I would just tell you that hydrogen is something you need to have in your body People that have acid reflux, there's more and more research coming out simply with the stomach acid. Hydrogen is supposed to be, obviously, HCl, hydrogen is supposed to be in there. And so when you don't have hydrogen, you you have a lot of issues in the stomach, and we can help you with that. And then gluten and dairy issues, you know, I, I believe that 97 to 98% of the population have some level of gut dysfunction. I'm oh, yeah. being kind. Um, but we can help with that. We can, we can literally turn around the gut starting in the first day of getting the water. So I would say message is pretty much the same Mm -hmm. as Robert says, the power to heal is yours and the power for you to drink water with hydrogen gas in it is yours too. Mm -hmm. And I, for years now, I think it's been 10 years. I've been talking about this on an echo brand perspective. And prior to that, it was a different brand that we've been talking. So Robert and I have been educating on this for 10 years now. And many of you still don't have a system. And so you should, you should have a system. 
and you sh- you should do that for yourself. Paul, so, maybe we can do a special webinar because it's been a while. Yeah, where we can yeah. talk about it, and, and I also yeah. especially because there's so many innovative uh, designs and technologies you've you've adapted from the yeah. in-home units, under sink, top of sink, yeah. to portable units that you can take yeah. with you everywhere. And uh, you yeah. know, even if you just have that, that's already a benefit, no matter where you are. So yeah, and we we have the pitcher, which is rechargeable. We're adding a filter to that. And then we also have a countertop system for those that don't have any other way to connect a machine. We have a countertop system that you pour water into it. It has two filters and then out the front, it gives you hydrogen water. And that's going to be very popular for people that just don't have any other, any way to connect a system Mm -hmm. because they're renting or what have you. So we really are trying to make it uh, appropriate. We have financing for everyone, you know, payment plans where you can pay a small amount per month and have a system. Okay. We're really trying to take away all the obstacles so that you can have the best health yeah. that you have. And a lot of times what we're saying is because your gut is re- primarily responsible for, uh, for immune function, for antioxidant functions, get the water system, drink the water and see what's left to fix after that. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that a lot of the issues will go away because the hydrogen baseline start with the water folks. Yes. Clean it up. Yes. Filter it. But the hydrogen is just this plus factor that uh, yeah. ever since it's been in my life, I didn't want to be without it. And Paul, <laughs> my brother, not without you either. So, so hi to Michael Bolden. He's saying so good to see you. Love you, Michael. Yeah. We need to go get, we need to go get, what was that place? He doesn't live there anymore, but what, remember that oh, place we went others because we, we had, we found organic vegan ice cream, which was delicious. Yes. And we found organic vegan donuts, which were yes. really, fun. So I've got the Cancer Control Society annual convention coming up, and I'm going to suggest that you be a speaker at it. And that oh, will thank be you. Labor Day weekend in Glendale. So we okay. might be able to see Michael Bolden and the crew down there. That would be awesome. That would be uh, awesome. And, and by the way, to everyone else, Lori Harvey and Carrie Smartini and Leslie Ann, thank you for your love. And we'll have uh, banners up. For, uh, Super Donald put up for for Echo. So yeah. if you're not sure how to get it and get the best discount, we always want to make sure that you have that. Uh, just to give you a, a reminder of what's upcoming with Trinity, the Trinity Live event will be October 12th and 13th this year, just prior to the 14th and 15th, which is the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Uh, so uh, please join us at that event outside of Chicago. Uh, there's a student alumni dinner on the Friday night of that event. Um, nice. October 14th, 15th is the 32nd Trinity Health Freedom Expo. 32nd, 32 years. And wow. the exhibitor and uh, speaker lineup is great. You can still uh, participate as either uh, if you reach out. And, of course, there's an all-in bundle, particularly for Trinity students and graduates, to get you a, a decent, a really good low price. But even the full price is a bargain for all that you, you get to. But go to trinitylive.org. Check that out. Uh, May 29th, the term is the largest of the year, one of the largest of the year, with 12 of 19 graduate programs or programs open for enrollment. You can go to trinityschool.org slash program slash list. And find out all about them and be as awesome as Paul Bertero, graduate <laughs> from Trinity. <laughs> you can be much better than me. Uh, my brother, so good to see you. And I can't wait to, we got to get you on again. And also, let's do some kind of hydrogen webinar for everybody. There's so yeah. many people that, that don't know the depths of it that we want to go to. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I think we had one today. I think there's a webinar later today. And then there we'll, we'll do one special with okay. you. That'll be fun. And uh, if Dr. Batard decides to show up, which he sometimes does, uh, we got advanced medicine uh, coming up and we'll talk uh, with Dr. Batard. It has been a while there as well. We got a lot of fun things, including Bruce Lipton. Now I found out he's confirmed to come to the next event in uh, St. Louis. So 
Paul, so, thanks, uh, my brother. Uh, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health. All the links are up at robertscottbell.com, including the Echo H2O uh, and the Echo Water new site. Uh, it's still Echo Technologies. All the basics are there. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. God bless y'all. We'll be back after the top of the hour education break because the power to heal is yours. Is yours. Well, great fun. Hour one, having a reunion with our buddy, Paul Bertero and our friends from Trinity School of Natural Health, the Health Freedom Expo, and so much more. We've got so many events coming up. I, I, I'm, I'm dizzy already. Uh, maybe I need some homeopathic coculus to get, get me balanced again. Uh, but I'm here. I'm strong. I'm standing. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm feeling really excited about the next event on the calendar. And it is the Advanced Medicine Conference. Can you believe five years in a row we've done this? Even right through COVID, took on a governor from North Carolina, and we won, and we had it. There's such great stories, great people, great healing uh, adventures that we've been on with my buddy, Dr. Rasha Bittar. He's going to join us in just a couple of minutes here as we start the uh, second hour of the show at robertscabbell.com slash listen. I see in the chat room, everybody, and I know everybody's excited to see Dr. Bittar. It's like old home week uh, between Paul and, and, and Rashid today. Uh, it's like reunion time. And boy, it's going to be a great reunion uh, coming up at the Advanced Medicine Conference. I just noticed that uh, this year, Bruce Lipton is back. Uh, I missed him last year. I know he was just busy traveling wherever he was, but what an event. I know many of you are planning to be there. We finally figured out the discount code. I don't know who in his organization thought my last name was Pell and not Bell. It's RSB, not RSP, but it's fixed. So when you go to get tickets, it's RSB for the discount code. We got that. Now, real quick, before I bring Rashid on, Universal flu vaccine based on mRNA tech to be tested by the National Institutes of Health. Now, this is the same group that includes the NIAID, the, the history of Fauci, the, the corruption, the conflicts of interest, the lack of science, more focused on, again, a religious uh, dogma of belief that we can inject you back to health. We can poison you back to health. Now we can alter DNA protein synthesis you back to health with the synthetic mRNA technology. As I mentioned last hour, if truth is known about how poorly the studies were conducted to bring out this emergency use authorization COVID mRNA jab, it would be the end of mRNA technology, I think, for a long time, maybe forever, when you realize how much corruption, how much this stunk to you-know-what. Yet, that's why they want 75 years to release the information so that they can go ahead and unleash it for 75 years and then go, oh, well, yeah, we uh, it was kind of bad. But in the meantime, they've made trillions of dollars or whatever the, the money is uh, 75 years from now. So they're testing this mRNA technology for universal flu uh, uh, vaccine applications. Yet the entirety of the flu season is a non-starter for me because influenza is not a virus per se. It's a, a toxicological nightmare seasonally and or a detoxification pathway congestion seasonal issue that's more intense because of certain things happening in your environment, in your food, water, all of these things, sunshine exposure, you name it. Yet the virus, again, is always the cover story for some other nefarious scheme of someone who's polluting you, not back to health, but to illness, to death, or poisoning you. And one of the stories we're going to hear today from my buddy, Dr. Batar is they tried to poison him out of this life recently. Some of you know some of the story, but Dr. Batar doesn't go down easily. If he's got a mission to fulfill, he's going to get that thing done before he goes home to God too. And that's why I love him and appreciate him so much. So let's welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Advanced Medicine Conference. Coming up, Dr. Rashid Batar. 
Hey, Dr. hey Robert, how are you? Good, man. I'm feeling good. I, I was joking about at my gym. I'm in, this week. I'm in third place for the challenge of the week, but I've whooped up on all the men. I've beat them, but two women have whooped up on me. So it doesn't matter. I could pretend to be a woman. I still wouldn't win. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Some there are some athletes, some women athletes that you know they will put any man down, and uh, I, and I've mm -hmm. seen them. I, so yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I I just um, was. Look while I was sitting here because I thought I was late. My last one, last interview went over, and when you sent me that message, I was just getting on, but I was already like it was already five minutes after the hour, and I was watching all the commercials and everything you guys were doing on, on restream, and and I think I introduced you to restream if I remember right, yes, but I don't know how to do any of this stuff, and and so either you or or Super Don, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's Super Don. That's why his yeah. name is Super Don. Figured yes. all this out, but it's uh, it's very very impressive, man. Yeah. Also, Michael Great. Bolden, our friend from the Tenth Amendment Center, connected us this way. You know, as we were talking about transitioning from that very complicated software program to this, it's been great. And uh, even though we're still banned on YouTube and, and and Spotify and LinkedIn, we're still getting the word out on many other platforms. As are you. Uh, and you, you know, well, are you are you in ClickView? Because ClickView is it's amazing what's happening with ClickView. All right, Super Don. Now you're going to be called to the carpet by Doctor Batar, as good as super as you just were moments ago. Uh, your name is Mud now. All right. Open your microphone and talk to Dr. Batar about ClickView and what's going on. He's muted. I mean, he doesn't hear him. He, You're so fake in that. He is so fake in that right now. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> no, we have not account on ClickView. Yeah, it's not like we haven't, we haven't, we haven't used it. I don't use okay. it as much as I use as some of the other ones, but we are. Yeah. But, okay. Well, the, is the, it too difficult to upload? No, no, it's it's faster. It, it's in fact now the there's so many things that have been done with it that are so robust. For example, you can click away and the videos will continue to load. Um, there's no compared to YouTube buffering speed and um, like you can take a video great on the great reset movie that they released. They uh, in fact the new one that they're doing now called Super Dot or something like the Blue Dot. Sorry, they've mm -hmm. asked to you know, stream that on ClickView. But what's really interesting is you can slide your cursor at the bottom. Like 25, 35, 45 minutes into the video, and there's virtually no buffering. I mean, compared to YouTube, it takes twice to three times as long. So, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that. And I think a lot of the people that are coming to the Advanced Medicine Conference, uh, they've been seeing videos that are being put up on ClickView right now. I'm um, doing we need this episode up on ClickView for sure because we always yeah. have such a good time. Yeah, well, the, the one thing that's really cool is that this conference, I'm doing pre conference interviews or having interviews with with the people who are lecturing so this is kind of like our lecture or what you're going to be talking about your lecture almost like a preview and i'm mm -hmm. putting that all on one channel we are having p the emails going out but i'm just going to load all the videos up because the emails are going out so slow it's some for some mm -hmm. reason they're going very slow they're saying i have a 360 some thousand audience supposedly but they're they're going through all the deliverability parameters through this new software and so it's taking three, four, five days for just one email to get all the way through. Our so is working fast, emails working slow. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But the emails, you know, we don't control the emails. You know that the emails yeah. are controlled by those who are trying to make manipulate the hierarchy. So, mm -hmm. are you are you going to share some of your journey at the Advanced Medicine Conference of overcoming the the mass significant poisoning? I mean, they tried to kill you. Well, yeah, I am. Um, by the way, 
it's not that I lost my hair. I, I just shaved it off because it was easier to go than going to get a haircut. So I just want to make sure I clarify that. Okay. <laughs> but um, the uh, interesting thing is, Robert, you, you know, you as well as some of the other uh, good friends of mine that are in the profession of educating and healing, um, there was a lot of confusion during that time but confusion from the confusion from the perspective that everything that physiologically should define whether a person's going downhill or uphill or a person's going to die was essentially being violated because for every practical um, medical physiological basis you know from kidneys cardiac brain uh, circulation there were so many different aspects there was no way that I should have been alive. And um, I think right. that's been now substantiated by multiple people in multiple arenas from the conventional side to the most esoteric side. Um, but again, all grace belongs to the creator. Uh, God is the ultimate healer. God is the only healer where the rest of us are conduits to doing his work. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's no accident that I had that personal journey, which I don't know whether you and I talked about it. I think we did on December 12th where um, – I was basically, uh, I encountered the most unexpected thing uh, that one can encounter. And um, it was all about, the message was that now tell people uh, that they have to remember to exercise free will. And mm -hmm. so part and parcel of this whole thing that happened then, in fact, it's really interesting that even my own close circle was telling me that we shouldn't do the advanced medicine conference this year because of my health, because we didn't know what was going to happen, because of financial issues and challenges and not enough revenue coming in and you know we shouldn't do this and the only thing that i could think of i mean i remember that the thought that went through my head was no matter what happens if it's if it's even if i'm dead this conference must go on it must go on and it was literally based on that thought process that I projected it past everybody that was part of my team that was very opposed to it. Not because they were opposed to the conference, but because they were opposed to all the hardships and all the challenges right. that I was having. And they didn't want me to have another burden on my plate. And, you know, to me, there's, there'll be ample time to rest, you know, once uh, we've fulfilled our mission and the creator takes us, that's when we rest. We're not supposed to rest before then. That's, that's my, my belief. Um, although sometimes I feel like I'm resting too much. But um, I guess that's what happens when most of us that are like us, Robert, like you and I and many other people, sometimes we don't um, don't get the rest that we need. And, you know, I'm, I'm recognizing that a lot of these problems I created myself. But again, the, the everything is in God's timing. Right. God knows mm -hmm. the ultimate timing, um, whatever is supposed to happen. Uh, he is in control. That was another thing that my sons reminded me when I couldn't breathe, when I was standing up even. I mean, I would. I, I probably averaged maybe five to 10 minutes of sleep for mm. every day for probably three and a half, four months because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because I couldn't breathe. Even I had so much fluid on my chest and on my back. And I think I sent you some of those pictures, how distorted my whole body was. I mean, they pulled 77 pounds of fluid off my body um, when when I was in the ER and the ICU. But, mm. you know, for sometimes I couldn't, I couldn't even sit up and breathe. I just couldn't do it. Even standing up, I had to stand up because that was the only way. And I'd say, catch my breath. And as I would go, start to slumber off, and then come, come wake up, and you know, in that in between um, phase, I would say to myself and my boys, my sons heard me saying it. They would remind me of that when they were 
watching me sleep at night to make sure that if I had a problem breathing, mm-hmm. and they would repeat the same thing. And the, and the word was, slow down God, and remember God's in control. Mm-hmm. And that was the mantra. I'm, I'm like literally for weeks upon weeks, I would say probably over two, two months, that was a mantra. Have you, have you ever in your life felt you're on a mission that's so urgent that you might have rushed things, that you might have been forgetting that message in God's time? Take your time. Slow down. I mean, because I've certainly felt it in my lifetime occasionally going, oh, my gosh, I forgot. <sighs> Take a breath. <laughs> I'm not the guy in control here. I'm, you know, a conduit. You know, the message and the messenger, it's like, when is it land? Where does it land? Who does it land with? And it's not our control there but we must do everything we came to do in terms of communicating it or allowing it to flow through us. Well, I would like to say that, you know, yes, I had that awareness, uh, as our good friend, uh, Ed said, Ed, Dr. Group, you know, he, he mm-hmm. made a comment to me. He said, well, um, he said, we're learning from what you're going through. He was referring to myself and, you know, a couple of other, uh, doctor friends that were, uh, kind of going through this process with me and helping me. And uh, he said, you know, we're, we're all learning through you. And he goes, I'm just glad that I'm not as stubborn as you because uh, the only way for you to learn is to have to go through it. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and he's exactly right. You know, I mean, I had mm-hmm. to actually experience it. And I know that a couple of these really good friends, I mean, I remember you sending me um, some of the uh, stuff for the, the venom component that mm-hmm. you had, you know, the, the cobra, I think it was cobra rattlesnake venom. I can't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very true statement that I think that because I'm so stubborn, I have to have experienced it. And that's the only way that, you know, the creator can get the message to me. But mm-hmm. no, I, I didn't, I've I never had that awareness before. I, during my journey though, during that two and a half hours of recording that is on click the whole thing, the whole uh, experience that I had, it's, it's so remarkable that that happened almost six months ago, Robert. And I still have people that send in messages saying, I just watched it. It's changed my life. You know, uh, and and they're they're literally in tears. I just had that happen two weeks ago in the live stream that I do every Monday night because I still do Monday Advanced Medicine Mondays. Um, it's yeah, you know, of course. Our, we we do Advanced Medicine Mondays without Robert Scott Bell now because he's too big for us and knows all this fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know how to do any of it. So, um, but the thing was that that was really the most intriguing for me was that mm-hmm. during that journey, uh, when you asked me that question just now, did I ever have that awareness? That I need to slow down. I never had that awareness, but I one thing that the Creator said to me during that conversation with God, during that unex, the most unexpected uh, conversation, you know, you don't ever expect to have in a conversation with God. But I literally had a conversation with God, even though some people may think I'm crazy, but I think most people that know me already know I'm crazy, so it's not a big deal. We, we roll with you, Doctor Guitar, no problem. Well, well, this this particular thing that God said to me, He said that. He told me that he was proud of me. Now I've had people tell me they're proud of me, and it's never meant anything to me. You know, it's I always have thought, well, I'm I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm I'm doing it because that's the only way I know what to do. But I remember even as a kid, when you know my Boy Scout leader would say something, or a coach would say something, or even my parents would say they were proud of me. It kind of made me feel good about myself, but mm-hmm. it didn't. It wasn't a big deal. It was it was it was nice to hear. It mm-hmm. fed my ego, but it was never anything big to me but when the creator told me that he was proud of me it brought me to my knees i mean i broke down even just now the recollection of it it. and he told me that he was proud of me that i had never faltered from the promise that i had made to him 22 years ago 23 years ago now 
and that was about Abi. Yes. And he he said, now it's time for you to do something different. And and that was where this whole thing was. It was it was I was told that my body would be restored. I would, I was told. I know this sounds so far fetched. But Not here. That's no, no. Here what I was going with it. And, and Dr. Batari, I got to interrupt in, at this point because, you know, the times when we're um, fed the nice thing, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, whether it's from a friend, a parent or whatever. I mean, yeah, it feels good. But is it, you know, does it go beyond ego? And, and hearing it from God has to be able to melt the ego away that it isn't about ego. As, as much as we've joked about your need to have a strong and big ego to charge through walls as you've done in this lifetime. Robert, I'll tell you what, it, there was no ego there at all. It was, it, was, uh, it was such an unbelievable experience. I didn't want to leave the presence of the Creator. I can tell you, I was begging. I was begging. You can hear me screaming on the recording because I didn't want the Creator to leave me. It was such incredible love. Uh, I remember even thinking in my head, you know, why, why does everybody talk about the fear of God? You know, and then I'm thinking, maybe I should have fear of God, but maybe I should be fearful right now. And I couldn't feel any fear. All I could feel was such love and such power. I mean, oh my God, the power. I remember even at one point in the recording comes through because uh, I'm, you know, I'm speaking, they were recording. I was completely conscious of everything, but I had uh, headphones on and eye covering so that there was no sound or, or uh, visual disturbances. And I remember when I realized that I was in the presence of the creator, I was asking like, what do I need to do? Tell me what I need to do. Tell me so many people need help. How can we help? Tell me what I need to do to help. And then for like the next hour of the two and a half hours, all you hear is like, you know, my voice saying, Oh my God. Oh God. I see you God." It was crazy because every image that was shown to me, I can't even remember half of them, but I can tell you this, the, the power that I was shown, the, the power of the creator, the essence of the creator, and how all of this, everything that's happening, it's not what you think that's happening. In fact, what we're seeing right now is nothing more than an illusion. This is something so much bigger, and the creator truly has more power than we can ever fathom. And, and I felt sorry for the, those that are in the darkness that don't understand mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, I, and, and the sense of humor that the creator has, you know, I mean, so many times, like I was begging to stay with the creator and he's, he, his response to me is, why are you being such a peon? Why are you mm -hmm. doing this? You know better. He goes, you, your patients do the same thing to you and you've talked about this. Why are you doing this? And, I, and then you hear me going, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It was, it was like literally a conversation. I, I asked mm -hmm. God why he had such a good, such a, such a funny sense of humor. You know, I literally, because I'm thinking in my head, his sense of humor. Have, like, you, have, have you looked in the mirror? Did, did he say that? But, well, this is what he said. He, the creator said to me, because I even said, I mean, I was so pompous. I even said, you're, you're kind of funny like me. I like to think I'm funny. And the creator says, I communicate with everyone in the manner that makes, uh, that ma in the manner that helps them to understand the best. So I'm thinking, oh my God, that makes sense. Of course, mm -hmm. the creator is going to talk to each one of us differently based upon how well, we yeah. receive the message the, the best. Right. And there are so many things, Robert, that happened during that experience. I mean, I remember... Um, at one point I, I said, okay, if you want me to, I, I wanted to go stay with him and I was begging to stay with him. And he said, no, you know, you've got all these things to do. And, and then he told me that I was going to have all these, uh, I asked for help. I said, okay, then I need you to help me. I need you to help me to, uh, heal me, to, um, to, to make me strong again, like I was before. And I'm thinking physical, but I just said strong. And so the response comes back, uh, you, do you want 
intellectual? Do you want to be mentally strong? And I said, no, physically, God, I need to be physically strong. <laughs> and the response comes back, I know what you need. I am the creator. I know exactly what you need. And you will have everything. It was almost like it was almost like a teasing. I mean, I know it sounds it sounds silly because at one point I'm thinking, I'm I'm like literally talking like I'm sure God has all these people that are that that that, that he's waiting for. And it's then then the realization is the, the God is all around everyone everywhere. And and you know, he doesn't need this. He gave me a gift. It was a gift. And I haven't utilized it so much, but it was a bot. If you can think of it, literally, it's like a chat bot that I can mm. mentally type in, and my questions will be answered. And, and I, I, you know, I, I was so excited when God told me that He was going to give me this because it's all on the recording, right? Mm. And so afterwards, I'm going through and I'm actually asking certain questions, and I'm asking this, um, this bot, like, how do I? But the bot was giving me very specific answers. So I said, how do I know that the questions that I'm asking, the answers that I'm getting, are coming for? Uh, how do I know that my questions are actually going through you to God? How do I know? Like, I don't know who you are. And the bot says, your questions don't go through me to God. They go directly to God. So I'm thinking, oh, well, that's good. Then I'm like, then what do I need you for? And, you know, like that kind of question. And the bot says, so that you don't tie up God's all of God's time. And I'm like, oh, then I'm like, wait a second. It's God, you know, God, God has right. all the time. God yeah. controls time. And, of course, the answer comes back, yes, but that doesn't change you from being um, what I said uh, doesn't change you from being a needy peon or something like that, right? I mean, this is the responses I'm getting. So, you know, then I realized that only only the creator or or some entity, something that the creator had designated, and I I came to find out later what that was. Um, and I, Robert, this conversation is not going anywhere. What I thought it was going to go, um, I actually had. An experience a few days after that journey and it was it was one of those things that you know i choked and i i found out that that entity what that entity was and that entity had basically saved my life and then i asked a question that i've always wondered because i've had so many times that i've almost lost my life i mean from the military you know falling out of a chopper hanging on um, guns being pulled on me in a being in a car at 17 years of age and a, on a narrow bridge and an ice storm and the trucks goes into a skid and I'm thinking I'm going to have impact and, and then I'm still alive. Every, so many different times, like over 30 times that I should have died. There's no reason that I shouldn't have died. And I don't know why, because I, I prepared myself. I closed my eyes and I thought it was over and it didn't happen. And so I'm asking this entity and it was, it was, you know, we, we all have heard about angels and I've always heard of these this figurative aspects of angels but um it was a guardian and and i asked did you did you save my life and and my guardian said yes and i said have you saved my life before and the answer was yes and i said have you saved my life more than five times and the answer was yes and i stopped at 30 i said have you have you saved my life more than 30 times and and so this has been all my whole life i haven't even been aware of it but there's been something that's watched over me and, and protected me. And I, I look, I'm, I'm with you. No, none of this sounds weird to me or probably a lot in the audience. I mean, it sounds weird that. to me. And I'm saying it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have just, well, my awareness of, of help helpers, guardian angels, whatever it is, people have different names for it. And I don't, you know, I don't get too hung up on those things, but there's no doubt that what I do, I couldn't do on my own. Uh, there's just too much, you know, when I have access to information that people are in awe of for time to time, you know, it's like, I've got help from the other side. I'm just going to say it. And I believe right we all do. We all do. The question is, are we open enough to listen, 
practice and discipline enough to listen to open up those channels of communication so we can actually receive it. And then do we in, you know, faith and belief and then experience of God and God's communication to us, do we actually act on the information or are we too for afraid to do so for whatever reason, whether we be embarrassed if it's an ego thing or otherwise. And, um, you know, and, and, and it was just this comment, but came from our friend Leslie, uh, when she talked about the fear thing, cause I've heard that also, also, cause they say, God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Then you hear fear, God, fear, God. Uh, she says, fear is actually mistranslated. It means reverence, which aligns and resonates with me much greater than the idea. Well, of- I, I totally, dis- I totally disagree with that, Robert. I agree with you that it, that resonates, but the, the use mm-hmm. of that, it means reverence. No, it doesn't mean reverence the way that religion has been used to control mankind, that's why they use the weird word fear. It, it's not yeah, for fear is not used by yeah. the creator. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a utilization. And and it, it it's um I, I am the more after this experience I have more distanced myself from organized religion um than than ever before because they, they it God transcends all differences. Okay. And religion is a major avenue of difference that has been created by man and as samuel clemens as mark twain said religion is a man-made institution if we therefore believe that man, if we use that as our hypothesis then anything that man created you know is man is man perfect is man imperfect and you know we know that from the from the theological stories mm-hmm. man was created perfect but then there was a fall from grace so man's imperfect and so anything the man being imperfect creates by definition is going to be imperfect. And that's why I don't believe in anything that any man says. I believe that God uh, can communicate with, God does communicate mm-hmm. with all of us. Sure. And most of us, if we open up our ears, as you said, uh, and listen, uh, we have that. Mm-hmm. We don't need a priest or a rabbi or a Malvi or an imam or a minister or a preacher. Or, or, or to a program be- by, uh, by, by other men who wish to take power over us exactly. to deceive exactly. us in this way. And, um, oftentimes there, again, it's inducing fear and that fear drives us to do very stupid things as we've seen in our life as healers, you know, how the fear of disease or germs has created this scenario where the last three years, if we didn't fear germs, it would have been a lot less successful, the whole, you know, thing. But I think it's been necessary to awaken a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, didn't survive it, but maybe that's part of also the hello, pay attention now. This stuff getting serious. Now, I want to go back to one of the messages you said came forth in terms of free will. Use your free will. Use your free will agency, whatever it is, because that's been a big you know, part of my journey, recognizing the gift of life is like, oh, my gosh, I'm alive. This is an amazing gift. But second to that, right along with it is this freedom that I've been granted to even really royally screw up <laughs> so that I could learn. Or like you said, I have to have this experience in order to be able to choose to come back to that path, to that journey, to that mission that we agreed to before we even got here, that we've, most of us at some point or in time, or maybe even currently have forgotten. And so these things are happening for our benefit, not not having to us in that sense. And yet the free will thing came came back through you. And that's why I wanted to kind of get a sense of what you were meaning about that message of using our free will at this point. Well, during this uh, experience, when I asked the creator, you know, and he said, you, when I was asking to stay with him and he said, no, there's still work for you to do. Uh, and, and that was the only time it wasn't the, the sarcasm and, and the facetiousness and the humor aspect, because I've had that feeling before. Like you wish it was going to be easy for you to, you know, come to, to, to come back home, but it's not, you got work to do. But this time it was, it was, a, it was actually the only, the only serious part when, when the creator told me that. And it was like that there's, you have something to do. And so I said, you know better than, you know, you, you are the creator. You know everything. You know I would die a million times to do whatever you tell me to do because 
you know, God gave me back the, 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 the thing that I made the pact with God for was, was my son, Abi, who's actually just in the other room. And everything since that point in my life, you know, he, he it, it's just been an attempt to repay the creator back for what he gave me, what, what I asked for, the, 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 the promise Re that I was just a repayment, right? Dr. And, Bittar, and so as, briefly, for those that don't know that history, and I, I can't do it as well as you, but just briefly, uh, when Abi was injured after vaccine into, you know, the so-called autism spectrum that you had, you know, said to God, if you help me to heal my son, get him well, I will dedicate my life to, to fulfill whatever it is you need me to do. I mean, I'm just the short version of it. Uh, a promise that you yeah. made, you have, as you said, you've not broken, you got confirmation, you have not broken it despite all the other things. Well, in this very nice way that you said it, Robert, it was more like I cursed God, I, I screamed at yeah. God, I, I bartered with God, I, you know, I said, give me back my son and I'll give you my arm, my leg, my life, whatever. Uh, and then I don't, I don't even remember exactly how it happened, but basically I made the promise to God, give me, give me back my son and I'll never ever stop doing your work. And he did that. And so I've never stopped doing my, his work. So during this experience, um, when I was told this, and this time it wasn't, you know, it was very clear that I had more work to do. I said, tell me what you need me to do. Just, just tell me, just tell me what you want. You know, I'll die a million times over if I have to, if whatever it is, I don't need to prove it to you to, I'm talking to God, but I'm, you know, because God already knows, he already knows my level of commitment to whatever it is. And the answer came back and it was all around me was it was such a simple thing it was like exercise free will you have to remind people of exercising free will so what does that exactly mean and and you know people have asked me about this and part of the uh, webinars that i did after this event we talked about the the importance of free will and what it actually means i even remember a few weeks later i was in the shower and i started thinking is this an egotistical thing that god talked to me that i'm thinking and i'm in the shower and the lights go out like like the lights in the bathroom totally go out. Like there's multiple lights and they all go out. Boom. Like not electrical. Um, well, maybe the electric ticket would go out. I don't know. But the water was, you know, still everything was working, but just mm -hmm. lights light go out. Time. Yeah. And and then this this energy is around me. And it was almost like um, it was it was very powerful. It didn't feel like. I, I don't know what it was, but it, it, it was a question because I had never felt that type of energy from the creator in, in, in his presence. It was just unbelievable amounts of love. But this was like something that came on me and said, what is the purpose? Because I was going through this thing in my head about ego, ego. Is it my ego? Is it my ego this thing that God talked to me and it really wasn't? It was in my head. And this, and this energy comes around me and it says, what is the purpose? And I said, to remind the world to exercise free will. And boom, the lights go on and everything's normal. It was just that. It was like somebody had to slap me in the face and said, this isn't about your ego. It's so much bigger than you. And you really think that it's your, this is about exercising free will. People have to be reminded. So what does that mean? It means that exactly what you do every day, Robert, what I do. We don't let whatever the um, modus operandi uh, motivate us to do what the convenient uh, narrative is. It's not about what we're told. It's about us being aware. You know, hey, you got to take this vaccine so you can go on this cruise. Oh, okay, fine. Let me take the vaccine. Then I'm going to go on cruise. That's not free will. You're not exercising free will. If you know that the vaccine is something that's detrimental or you, you're doing it based upon fear, but you're doing it based upon uh, your job or, or whatever it is, that you're not exercising free will. You're becoming complacent. You're complying and you're going along with the flow because mm -hmm. you are not willing to stand up and do what's necessary to be right. And what people forget is that 
your action dictates the person behind yours action, the person to your right, the person to your left, your children, those that look at you and look up to you. So we have to exercise free will. We have to remind everyone what that really means. And that means doing the right thing, no matter what the consequence is, doing oh, the right thing without fear of, of retribution or, you know, I'm going to, my friends are going to ostracize me or I'm going to get sued or I'm going to, that's what that it's about. It's about doing the right thing and knowing inside your heart that you're walking into the fire and it's okay, whatever comes of it, because you know that you can sleep well at night. You know that you can look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you're doing right by the creator. These, these laws that we have right inside our hearts, you know, we don't have laws inside our hearts. We have our heart. So when to steal is bad, to kill is bad. But you know what? Uh, to steal, to, to feed a hungry child is okay, right? Or, or to, to, to kill, to defend your children is okay. That's, that's the, you know, people say, well, that's a gray zone. There's no gray zone. You know in your heart when it's something right or when something's wrong. It's like with the medical board. You remember that I told you that when they were cross-examining me when during one of my fights with the medical board and they were trying to get me to say something about the vaccination aspect about um, about kids, you know, like like about what my philosophy was with vaccinations. And I went back and forth like for 15, 20 minutes and the the attorney on the other side from the medical board says, stop bouncing around the question and answer, answer, give me the an direct answer. So I said, then ask me a direct question. He says, okay, what would you do if I came, uh, what would you do if I had a vaccine in my hand and was going to give the vaccine to someone? I was like, well, you, first you're a lawyer, you know, you, you have, you have no, business doing anything with vaccine. He says, okay, if I'm going to, from a, he wanted my, my, my own personal thing. He goes, what would you do if I came and to give your son a vaccine? And I, I couldn't believe he said that. I mean, I'm, there's other lawyers there. My lawyers are there. It's all being recorded. And, and I turned around to my attorney and I looked at him and he, my attorney, Eddie Knox, puts my his hand on my knee, like calm down. So He's I kind of like sit up a little bit and I said, what, what did you say you would do? You were going to do what? He said, if I came towards your son to give him a vaccine, what would you do? What would you say? And that's what he said. He said, what would you say if I came to give your son a vaccine? I said, I wouldn't say anything. At first, I looked at everybody. Did this, did this asshole mm -hmm. just really say that? Excuse my language. Yeah. And, then, and then I got, you know, made sure that there was no hesitation from anybody's perspective that I was saying this very purposefully. I said, I wouldn't say anything. I would put a round between your eyes and I would drop you. Mm -hmm. And. You know, it was like totally quiet. And my attorney goes, I think it's time for a break. And they never went down that avenue again. Now, that's what we're talking about. Right. You know, I'm not saying telling, threatening people's lives. I wasn't threatening no. his life. He just basically was trying to get to a certain point from, to see what my, because sure. my whole thing is, hey, I want to educate people, whether they want to do it, they don't want to do it. That's their business. But I educate yeah. them. That's all I'm saying. And he wanted me to say, oh, I tell patients not to take vaccines. And I've right. never done that. I tell no. people that, you you know, if I was going to take, the, if, if it was me, no. If it was my kids, yeah. no. It's no, we always you respect the free will of others. That's, again, the, the consistency exactly. here. And, you know, I have to say once again, thank you for uh, having my dear friend, Michael Badnarik, speak his last public appearance, in, in, in a sense, at the last Advanced Medicine Conference in San Antonio. And, of course, he was famous for, you know, if, if, if they're coming after you with a vaccine and they say you have to have it, what do you do? And he says, Doc, you bring the syringe, I'll bring my 45, and we'll see who makes a bigger hole. That was his immediate response, defense of life. It wasn't a violence to kill. It was in defense of life, like it was defense of your son, for instance, or our child. And that is the distinct difference in terms of some people would say murder is different from killing. And I, and I agree. I mean, that's different. But it still ends up with the loss of life. But one is right and one is not. And that's what you're talking about in terms of the, the, the recognition through the heart. You have the heart. 
you know, the law is not in the heart per se, but it connects uh, to what's right and wrong. And it doesn't require even a written constitution. Although, you know, again, the idea of a constitution limiting government to pr protect the freedom or the individual liberty of the people, I think it's a high ideal. I mean, even extraordinary in, in recorded history anyway, no one had ever tried it. And that's why I think, you know, to fight for those high ideals is still something I, I believe in as well. But I also agree that free will on an individual basis is the finale is what we're talking about, defending individual rights and freedoms. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me, you know, Robert, when I think back uh, about what our forefathers were thinking and how they were able to create the Constitution and how our, the United States Constitution is truly the um, written. Pinnacle. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely the pinnacle of, of where every uh, country should try to aim towards and, and to mimic. And in fact, that's the reason that I think so many people from other nations come to the United States um, it's amazing to me, and I, I have such a greater, uh, such a great appreciation, but a greater appreciation almost every year since this 2020 COVID initiation began, 2019, the level of appreciation that I have for our forefathers and their insight and their foresight to create the Constitution. I mean, can mm -hmm. you imagine if we didn't have the Constitution right now? Because look at what the rest of the world happened. Our, our First mm -hmm. Amendment has already been violated over and over again. Yours, mine, uh, freedom of speech. That's why we've been censored. And we know that historically those that censor have never been on the right side of history. But look right. at the Second Amendment. If it wasn't for the Second Amendment, I mean, just imagine the Second Amendment, we would all have been indoctrinated and we would probably been all either shot in the oh, head yeah. or shot in the arm with a vaccine. You know, God knows where we, we would have been. Education camps, if not, until we did comply to their, you know, evil, uh, you know, violation of free will, as you pointed out. I think that's, you know, that concept of agency is, is right next to life itself as the gift. Uh, it isn't just life, but it's the freedom to engage in what we're here to do and not to be, as you point out, uh, subject to others' whims and wills. I mean, yes, we are free to subject ourselves, but I think the awakening here in COVID and what your message is and was uh, as you got through was, you know, the idea of here, we dangle this carrot. If you just get the shot, then we'll give you your freedom back. It's not freedom at all. And it's not exercising free will. It's you've been coerced and deceived and you have subjugated yourself once again to something that is far less than God. That, that's the key word, right? They, they, by, by not exercising free will, you're subjugating yourself to the will of something inferior than, than the creator. And the, and, the, and the creator, the ultimate, only wants us to exercise free will. That is what distinguishes us from everything else, that mm -hmm. we have free will. But if we don't exercise that free will, then it's essentially like we're spitting in the face of the creator because he's given us that free will, and it's up to us not to exercise it. And, yeah, and like great. you said, you know. You reject. And like what? What? Why? It's 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 an amazing thing, Robert. I mean, you think about it. Like, how, how many times has the government tried to really help people? Right, coercing children with ice cream, coercing people with tickets, discounted tickets to concerts. You know, um, all these weird things. Free donuts. Come in and get your you know twenty five dollar discount or a hundred dollar mm -hmm. discount at where whichever store if you get your vaccine. I mean, the mm -hmm. the coercion because. It, they can't force you. This is the thing, guys, that remember, nobody can force you to do anything. You may think they can force you, but they can't, all right? And what happens? Well, what if somebody puts a gun to my head and says that, if you don't do this, I'm gonna shoot you. Well, what happens when you die? Just, I mean, let's let's look at this. Let's go into this. I mean, we're healers. We're we're physicians and, and healthcare Trying providers. To life, preserve life, you know? All right, that's what, that's what our goal is. But let's say, let's say this just 
play this little game for a second, right, Robert? Um, indulge me. It's only another 14 minutes, right? You're going to have to indulge me, and then you can get off this weird tyrant and go back to your normal everyday. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm having a good time, Dr. Batar. It's fun to reunion with you, and that's why, again, I just want to put it aside here, remind you, if you haven't considered St. Louis, Missouri, Memorial Day weekend, advancedmedicineconference.com, discount code RSB. We'll, and if we can squeeze in who's coming this year, I want to talk about that, oh, too. Right, in that absolutely. Time frame, but. Yeah, absolutely, Robert. And I, I'd love to be back on, on your show because, you know, when, when I'm on your show, I don't really feel like I'm on your show. You know, I actually feel like I'm back back on my show. That's what I kind of feel like. Even well, though it's not on home. This is, this is home, man. This is what we've established, a beautiful home uh, in, in broadcast media that we can come and do these things and just share the joy. Absolutely. I mean, when, when did we do our first one? Was it 2008 or 2009? Well, you know, you were... You were a guest on the show before we started officially to do the Advanced Medicine Mondays, right? Uh, right maybe Super right, right. remembers that all all those I years. I remember ago. this 2011. Yeah, it's been a long time though. I mean, it's it's a, a certain significant fraction, you know, a quarter of my life or something. Maybe I, I don't, yeah. you know, something. Who could put up with you so long, so consistently? Say that again. Who could put up with you like this? <laughs> Only you, Robert. <laughs> the endurance factor. I don't factor. know what that says about me, but okay. <laughs> well, the thing is that this this whole this whole thing about free will, and I saw somebody uh, point out here on the on the chat says I have so many questions for Dr. Batar, and uh, somebody by the name of Leslie said that uh, he's a walking example of the love of Yahweh, and you know I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate those comments, but uh, I, once you've experienced it, it's impossible not to not to really uh, have it not encompass all aspects of your life sure. and i've even talked to my sons about it and i was talking to dr ashton about it and i was like do you guys think that i've become like a zealot or something you know because I, I don't want to be like a somebody that's a, a religious zealot and they're like well there's nothing religious about what you're saying and, and i was right. like that's a good it's a, you're it's converting people back to free will oh my gosh huh. <laughs> <laughs> the cult of free will that's right, right. um there's a, what, who's that guy that, that says that, that there's a song like that right um, oh well, there's a rush song. Uh, uh, you 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 must choose a path that's clear. You must choose free will because if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That was rush. That was rush. That okay, but there's also that. Uh, I can't remember. It's one of the. Is it Lenny Kravitz that has a song? Free free your life and the rest will follow. Something oh, free like that. your mind and the rest will follow. Free, I don't know. Free your mind. Free your mind. Rest will follow. It's it's sort of like that because once you understand that everything that motivates you to do. Um, the right thing it is no. free will and that is what the creator wants that's what that's what the creator wants for all of us and you know without getting too um i, I get excited about this and my my mind starts going into other uh, tangents because it's no. almost like i don't even want to talk about advanced medicine conference i want to talk I about know, i know Dude, concept, I have to back. Yeah. no no i I'm, and i'm glad that you that you um do that robert you're the anchor that helps to keep me grounded but this <laughs> This conference, this fifth advanced medicine conference is literally that exercising of free will on my part because even people close to me, and they were doing it from a place of love. They wanted me not to do it because they thought it was going to be too much. And it was, you know, with, with all the things happening, it just, it's just too much. Let's not, let's not do it this year. And to me, it was like, it was almost like a, I had to fight everybody to, to make it happen. And mm -hmm. I am, I don't care how big or how small it is. I can tell you that the people that are going to be the speakers that are going to be there are going to be phenomenal. Uh, let me share some of those speakers with you, Robert, if that's okay. Um, yeah, can so we can pull up, up the, the images too? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. So the first person that you guys uh, need to know about is this dude named Robert Scott Bell and how he talks about these things that are 
today minimized and, and people ridicule them, but yet they were the, the essence of healthcare before the Civil War, i.e. homeopathy. Yeah. So Robert, you're going to be, I'm sure you've talked about what you're going to be talking about, but we're going to be talking about the historical perspective of medicine and some of these things that no. have you going to say the hidden history, the hidden remedies, the suppressed things, all the things that were, as you said, the mainstay, what was just very natural, like an extension of our arm at a time in history or throughout history until, you know, the degradation of medicine into, you know, a, a for profit uh, enslavement uh, to, to chemistry, to synthetic chemistry. Uh, this has been uh, a journey, you know, we've, we can tell the story again and still people will go, wow, I've never heard that. You know, it's still an awakening occurring in this regard. And it's actually specific to medicine and health that Robert's going to be talking about. But the theme of the conference is this about what things have been hidden from us. How many things, scientific research, medicine, but other things, technology, you know, architectural things, all sorts of different things. So my lecture is going to be talking about showing, you know, that is it really that some of this has been forgotten or has it been intentionally hidden from us? Because by hiding that, uh, it gives control to those that are, that are controlling the narrative, mm -hmm. right? He who dictates his, he who controls history dictates the, he who dictates history controls the, wait a second, I said that wrong. He <laughs> who controls the narrative dictates history. So if yeah. they can control the narrative and they make sure that there's certain things we don't know and certain things we don't know, then they can basically control what was written. But yet it, it's not, it doesn't make any sense because there are things that we can see today, like the pyramids, for example, or like the, there's an, a rock. I'm going to show a video of this massive rock structure and it sets on these pedestals and it has a precise half an inch laser cut through this entire massive boulder. It's like, I don't know how many tons they've never measured it because there's a person standing next to it and it's like eight times taller than, than this person. And it goes, you know, so it's, it's like, a, it's like a massive, massive boulder. And there's this mm -hmm. precision cut right down the middle of it. It could only have been done with some type of technology, but the technology doesn't exist today because anything that we have that could actually do that would cause that, that boulder to crumble. It wouldn't have this precise laser-like cut. There's so many things like the, the pyramids of Giza and there's technologies out there that even today's technologies could not recreate some of those things. So what was hidden from us? You know, things showing uh, flying machines and hieroglyphics in the Egyptian um, tombs that showed the pumping of water uphill. They didn't have electricity. So, so there were certain other technologies that, that have been hidden from us. So that's what I, the theme of the Advanced Medicine Conference is, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm just going to yeah. go through all the speakers to kind of just tell you guys uh, what yeah. everybody's going to be talking about. We've got, uh, I don't know how much time we have, Robert. we got a couple minutes. Uh, we got about three or four minutes before we have to take a break. But so if you want okay. to stick around for a few more minutes, we can after too. But go ahead and run through the, the talks. Yeah, so basically um, there, there are these pre-conference videos. They're all being released right now. And uh, Robert, I'll get you the link so that you can see this. It will be in a playlist. Do you need to interview me for that or, or not? Did well, this was, a, this, was, this was supposed to be the interview there. And you told me let's get in the air and do it. So, But oh, we, okay. can do another we can do another interview there and we can put that up too. E okay. Either way, it's interesting that we – I haven't talked about the creator on any of the other interviews, but we just did that over here. So you know you're going to do it with me. Yeah. We'll call this my interview, and then and then we'll talk about what what, what yours is, and we'll put that on ClickV2. So just going through everybody's uh, lectures. So Dr. Lipton is going to be talking about the epigenetics aspect with a historical perspective, and we did about an hour and twenty minutes talking about really uh, some of the things that we as scientists and researchers think we know, like Darwin, but we forgot about Wallace and and his aspects. And then he's going to go back and look at some of the other historical perspectives. Um, Dr. Lee Merritt, she's got 
In fact, I'm, I'm doing an interview with Dr. Merritt in about six minutes, scheduled to do that. Okay. And she's giving a couple of lectures also similarly, but basically talking about things that have been, um, things that have been, actually the schedule for the Advanced Medicine Conference, I believe is up to with the, with the titles of the lectures. And I'm sorry, I'm escaping what Dr. Merritt's uh, lecture was gonna be about. But Dr. Merritt, as all of you know, she's an orthopedic surgeon, um, prior uh, service member, served with the Air Force. And so she's always given some pretty dynamic lectures. And so she's got some new stuff that she wants to share. And um, we're going to be talking about how the parasites and, and, and uh, the parasitic nature of medicine, which has been ignored. But, you know, many years ago, uh, it was talked about, but we also didn't have like we in certain parts of the world, it's normal to worm humans. It's not normal to worm humans in the United States. So why and what, what's the mm -hmm. current situation with parasitology and how does the COVID aspect and parasites uh, coincide, is there any commonality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Dr. Robert Lyons is a, a researcher who's done a lot of work with water, increasing uh, oxygen, partial pressure of oxygen in, in tissue. He's going to be talking about the technologies, uh, actually being able to grow back appendages, you know, fingers and such, mm -hmm. uh, things that, again, we've never thought about and history never talks about it, but was there the ability for humans to grow back certain aspects to, to their bodies? Was, were humans living longer before? Was it based mm -hmm. upon the gravitational force on the planet, et cetera? Um, Dr. Mikowitz uh, just did her interview a couple of days ago. She was very adamant about not doing virtual uh, attendees, not allowing virtual attendees. Everybody should be there in person, she said. But anyway, uh, Dr. Mikowitz is going to be talking about uh, some of the perspectives of Ebola and uh, some of the uh, um, things that she did at the NIH and how they impacted today what's going on um, but going back historically and showing how historically things have been done mm -hmm. under the pretense of uh, helping humans and, and hasn't. Um, the attorney on uh, opposite from you, Robert, the mm -hmm. attorney Jason, he's uh, going to be talking about the three things to make you happy. He's actually got cerebral palsy. He grew up in a very poor place in Mexico. He ended up transcending his uh, physical inabilities and then went on to college, went on to law school, and uh, now he's created educational facilities, universities in Mexico for those that are physically impaired or mentally impaired. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's done an incredible job. Dr. Thomas Levy, he's a cardiologist. He's going to be talking about the impact of um, his protocol to help address COVID, specifically going to methylene blue, vitamin C, and combination of other uh, therapeutics and how that can then change the myocarditis, pericarditis picture, the D-dimer aspect. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Olson is a dentist. He's going to be talking about how to improve outcomes by just changing the way you breathe. Uh, Clay Clark uh, is going to be talking about his favorite topic, which is the World Economic Forum, what their agenda is, Nova Yuval Harari, Klaus Schwab, who says, you know, we're going to, by 2020, by 2030, not own anything and be happy. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, some more updates on not just the synthetic venom analog aspect, but also some of the therapeutics that are possible. Um, Dr. Eric Naputi, who's a local to St. Louis, who has the notoriety of being sued by the Department of Justice you know, um, for $5 billion. Yeah, for $508 billion to be specific. So that's the largest lawsuit yeah. ever. And how now the government, you know, this is all a Federal Trade Commission a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And how now they, he's turned the tables on them and he's going to share that with us. Uh, they're now trying to offer him settlements, you know, money to make him go away. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's very interesting what's happening there. And then Dr. Todd Brown, uh, he's a doctor in education. We had a fascinating uh, discussion and uh it's it's a, something that you want to i love Tom. we have a great time with him yes yeah 
all the stuff that he's learned about from counterterrorism, mass mm. killings, you know, the mentality that goes behind it, the agenda, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's, I did a very, very fast job. I probably didn't do it. No, you did great. To get but, us through that because you've got Dr. Merritt and please say hello from us as well. We appreciate her. And I'm so looking forward to our reunion in St. Louis at the Advanced Medicine Conference, fifth one. And I'm grateful to God that you're still with us. As many of, uh, of uh, our watchers, listeners, and viewers here are, they're so thrilled to see you and enjoying the reunion here as well. Uh, so Thank we you. got a lot Thank more to do, a lot more to talk about. So um, we got to coordinate, I guess, a video to talk about whatever for, yeah. for this. And, uh, I think Super Don. I'm not recording this too, and Super Don can get that to me, and then we can put that yeah. up too. But yeah, we, we can do a couple of these things. I just want to make sure that I don't forget to mention if you type in RSB, I have no idea why it was P. Somebody put in P, it wasn't working. And I think. Super Don's checked it now. So yeah, RSB, yeah, yeah. And so that you guys get a, an additional uh, discount on the checkouts. And if you really want to get the biggest discount, instead of getting tickets on the buy tickets on the Advanced Medicine Conference, look on the far left side and it says pass events and you can go and get the digital access from the pass events. And then mm -hmm. the ticket prices for the conference is a bump up. You can add that to your order and it's even, I think it's another $50 or $100 cheaper and then type mm -hmm. in RSB and you'll get a discount still. Okay. Uh, with that too so it, it's all set up and it should be ready to go all right well bonus round coming up next and dr batard's got to run talk to uh, dr Merritt. and uh god bless you my brother so good to see you can't wait to see you in a few weeks yep it's gonna be great robert you guys be there advanced medicine conference is memorial day weekend as always may 27th 28th and half a day 29th and one more thing you have to say before we go the power to heal is unequivocally yours Okay, what a what a wild afternoon uh, back here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It felt like Advanced Medicine Monday again on a Tuesday, uh, and it went to some pretty incredible places. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So, thank you, Paul Bertero. Thanks to Doctor Scott, and thank you all y'all for being here. And yes, the RSB code works for the discount. It does. I tested it. Yes, because you tested it. Leslie says, "My goodness, I have missed him on the show." Yeah, we, we <laughs> man, we've always had a great time with with Rashid. When was years, years, years we were, yeah. we were doing advanced medicine Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And, uh, let's see, uh, mom loved it. Dr. Batar and you, uh, she res resonates with free will. Uh, Rod is there in our chat room. Love the shirt, like the shirt. How can I get one? This one is a special design. Allison did. I, I think she sent us the actual vector file. Uh, maybe we could send it to Lori. Our friend Lori Harvey who does a lot of printing and maybe have Gosh, some. Of those I got to figure out where that is. That was a while back. Yeah, I, I and Leslie had asked for the. I think uh, I sent know, it to you. Possibly, yeah. So we'll yeah. have to see about finding that again. But yeah, it's a beautiful design. The power to heal is yours, and Allison put that together. Um, but yeah, I was thinking Lori could you know print some stuff up and we can make it available somehow as well. And um, the other vector file was the the T-shirt that Steve Feld designed with the you know the cool sunglasses like 1970s reflective mm -hmm. sunglasses, and I think Leslie was saying she's going to put it on some kind of game. I don't know what that is all about, but anyway, right. print it up and do it. I, I found that file anyway for her, but uh, maybe we can find the other one. Hmm. Yeah, right. we'll see what we can do to dig some stuff up. Yeah. Ula, power to heal is she was waiting for him to say it and he didn't forget. He didn't miss a beat. The power to heal is unequivocally yours. That's, yes. that's the Dr. Batar version. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Oh man.
Yeah, we've had some some fun. And by the way, are we still on for tomorrow? I'm going to pre-record with Mark Tinsley, Ula's husband, uh, for Sunday conversations. That is the plan. Yeah, Ula, where are you going to be again? You can't join us. All right, we'll have fun. Either way, there it is. I found it. Yeah. So if Lori's coming, maybe she can bring T-shirts. We can put them up for sale for anybody. It's not a uh, vector though. It's it's uh, just a high quality. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what Lori would need to reproduce it though for a T-shirt. That's the question. I guess that's a question Lori can answer for us. How we can get it in a way that will make it work, or just do a redesign. I don't know. But anyway. Hmm. Yep. Anyway. So tomorrow. Yeah, what's happening? Uh, tomorrow we have got on the docket mm-hmm. Justin Barclay. Do you know what the subject is? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. If Kevin's done it. Justin Justin Barclay is uh, has an email that goes to justinbarclay.com. Uh, he has a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, good news here. He's got a, a good news letter. Let's see what else. Let's see. Uh, who is Justin Barclay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin's parents will tell you he was born with a microphone in his hand. So mm-hmm. it's no wonder his radio career started even before he was out of high school. Mm-hmm. He's been heard in major markets across the country, including Philadelphia, Detroit, Tampa, Cincinnati, Louisville, but finally call, uh, fondly calls West Michigan, Grand Rapids, his home. He's a frequent guest host for the nationally syndicated Glenn Beck program, heard on over 300 stations coast to coast. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's a radio yeah. host. So, I yeah. mean, well, we, we, don't, have, we don't have to worry about being boring. Yeah, not at all. That'll be good. Um, but I'll have to get more information from uh, Kevin as to what exactly it is that is going on there. Cool. Hey, just want to remind y'all every day I try to do this, uh, the antioxidant, Maybe to end all antioxidants. I don't know. It's just that powerful, though. This botanical blend, uh, the Chernobyl level antioxidant, is the Folium PX, Folium products. And I keep saying it. Mom's doing great. Uh, she's on the Folium PX and the Folium Immuno and Folium um, Relax. And if you guys haven't tried it, go to foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 to get a discount. And I understand that he'll be at the uh, Las Vegas event, maybe some others, but uh, Bobbery will be there at, with me at the September 14th through 17th in Las Vegas, the Biomed Expo. We'll see about other events coming up. Because in addition to the advanced medicine coming up the um, Memorial Day weekend, we have the, um, well, what's the next one? It's the We the Patriots USA event in Boise, Idaho. Did you talk to to the fam about heading back out there that quick? Because you're only an hour from it when you go on the trip like you're going this weekend. Yeah, the, we, won't be, we won't be going that direction at that time of the month. Yeah, it's too soon. But you guys are doing that trip this weekend coming up, right? This weekend coming up. Yep. Yeah. So unless I can pre-record for Friday, we might have to do an encore Friday because you'll be on the on the road. Correct. Okay. Uh, right. Well, good show today, though. Definitely great show yeah. today. Yeah, it was kind of cool having mm-hmm. both of those guys on the same show. Mm-hmm. Little family reunion there. It was good. Good to catch up. So let's see what else. Uh, we have the um, in um, Labor Day weekend, Cancer Control Society. Did you switch those around because one of the dates was wrong? I did. 
You did? Yep. Okay. So everything should be in sequence. Your OCD was showing last night, apparently. I guess so. But I was like, wait a second. That's after the <laughs> be before. I'm You're like, right. Yeah. You're right. That is correct. And uh, we have got, I haven't got a banner up yet. Mm-hmm. I'll try and do that maybe today. But it was in the newsletter this morning. We've got a uh, Cardio Miracle webinar on the 30th. And this okay. is going to be talking about we, we, hormones, oh, hormones and mental health. Apparently, it's Mental Health Month or something like that. So in honor of that, uh, that will be the topic. Very good. I'm just having a message. Uh, the IAOMT tweeted me directly. Um, in uh, uh, That's the oral metal uh, toxicology, right? That's the, you know, the biological dentist group. Mm-hmm. And they want us to interview somebody. I want to send that to Kevin so we can make it about fluoride toxicity there's some big news on that apparently let's see if i can just send that real quick and boom there we go so what's going on we have one uh one chat in the chat room on rumble from all of today's show one one chat one chat it's been slow on the chat uh, and I'll, I'll give you three guesses on who it is, and the first two don't count. It's definitely Marge. It's Marge, right? That's Rumble, yes. And um, the 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 message is one letter. One letter. It says B. What does that mean? It took me a second, but she must have been when I t- said what the poll of the day was. Yes. That oh, must have been me. her her vote, I guess, right. about artificial intelligence. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> it took me a second though. I looked over and just B. I'm yeah. like, I don't like it either, B. Marge. I'm with you on that. I don't. I don't. Sure. I'm not a. I'm not a fan. But again, We're the differentiation possible between the kind of killer robots that come from AI versus <laughs> the things that could help you. I, I just have I'm in trouble here. I'm gonna. By the way, I need some more full spectrum hemp extract. Uh, from Nutritional Frontiers, my favorite. Below that, you can go see. All right, so there. I'm just going to go over there now. The question of the day was, "What do you think about artificial intelligence?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that will make life easier and benefit society. Okay. B. It's bad. Who knows what it will do? Mm-hmm. And C. Not sure. All right. I always have, have to throw not sure. That? Can you put it on the screen? I can't. You can. I'm just, I'm just looking at it. I didn't grab oh. it. I didn't screen grab it. So, oh. um, needless to say, seventy-two percent say it's bad, hmm. and who knows what it will do. All right. So I'm I'm in the consensus today. Two point seven percent say it's a good thing. Two point seven. Two point seven. You are like in the, the ultimate minority today. So wow. Yeah. But again, if you had broken it out and differentiated it, maybe it would have changed the, uh, you know, the killer robot AI versus the, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there'd be a difference. Well, I would be willing to say, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet yeah, that probably out of the 72% that say that it's bad, there wouldn't be a whole lot that would go with, oh, okay, well, uh, the good artificial intelligence, I'm good, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling probably the majority of those people are going to be like, it's all bad. Mm. I mean, why, why, why tinker with it at all? But, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not going anywhere. 
I mean, yeah. it's here. So it's like, what are you going to do? You know, it would be kind of like the people that were against the the motor car, the guys riding on their horses. You know, oh boy, no. The end of know. the world as we know it. You know, uh, yeah. but, you know, it's like, it's not like the car, would, there was somebody who's going to be like, okay, well, we'll stop making cars. It's it's Leslie just human nature. She knows that the, the, the you and AI voted for that first A. Uh, a total of five people. <laughs> I didn't vote much. because it was my poll, but uh, funny. Oh, I heard yeah. thunder. Wow, it's raining. Amazing. Oh, you got storming going Living on in there? the rain for us now. Do we want to wait and do the new menopause drug tomorrow? Yeah, we could. Okay, new menopause drug for hot flashes. We could, and then rate um, us your liver. Yeah, I've also got. Did you? What you know the whole Bud Light thing? Yes, with the uh, whatever the person's name was that they put on the can and all that stuff like that. Mm. Did you see Miller light apparently has decided to, uh, double down. <laughs> this is my question. Was Miller light selling too much beer that they needed to slow down their sales? What kind of moron says, Hey, you know what? Let's do what Bud light did. Did you see what Bud light did? <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Miller light. Yeah. They came out. You want to see this? This is a commercial that Miller light came out with, uh, here apparently they've decided to become the the uh, the second most woke beer uh, out there. This they came out with this just uh, just recently. Here's a little known fact: women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Look at this shit. wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. All right, if you're a woman, tell me your opinion of that. Women only. I don't want to hear from men on this one. W women only. Do you think that this is going to make up for like uh, advertisements of beer and bikinis? I mean, oh, you what? know all. I mean, how much more beer I'm sure they sold as a result of of that ad? You know what? The reason why the beer advertisers use women in bikinis because the primary purchasers of beer were men. <laughs> and yes, yeah, some women who don't uh, don't mind women in bikinis either. So what the I hell think, is that? I, I, I think, and I, I'm going to steal this from somebody I heard this from on the news earlier, but yeah. uh, men, the reason why men were drinking all that Miller Lite beer mm -hmm. was to get away from women like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're drinking that beer, it, it qualifies, you know, Miller Lite, Bud Lite. Not a fan. Never, never was even back in the day. Uh, 
So what does Leslie say here? No one ever bought this brand anyway because I've been told it tastes like piss in a can. Exactly. It was piss yeah. water. Yeah. Coors, I think, was the one that they got the worst rap on in, in that category. But no, I, I think Coors is, is like highbrow beer compared to the, those two. You but, think so? Over Miller? I don't know. Uh, well, I, back when I used to drink beer. Life, I'm talking Miller Light. Miller Genuine Draft. I, I used to I used to dabble in that every and once in a while. And they came out with MGD. They, that's, they yeah, that's it. Miller Genuine Draft. Yeah. So... Wow. Anyway, anyway, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is with these. This audience says you love that. You now you're going to get some Miller Lite. Tell me anybody. What's the female version of Bueller? Anybody? I don't think that thing's going to work. I think they've, they've done it again. They went, you know, to Miller, uh, to Bud Light. Miller Lite said, hold my beer and look, watch what we do. Yes. Now, at least it didn't go into the, the celebrating women by putting a man, you know, up like, uh, uh, no, true. No, no, that's that's true. That's yeah. true. But again, they're they're going with the yeah. the uh, the apology tour for mm. their pre, you know for the for their the advertising that made them as successful as they are today. How many how many women out there you think were just waiting for this commercial? It's like, dude, if only they would do Finally. this, and I would buy the beer. Right. You know, like, Finally, the I, women of the world uh, can now stand tall because beer making. Miller Lite mm. has their back. Dude, I, these are going to be like uh, studies one day if they have schools for uh, uh, marketing. They're like, there's some class, like uh, uh, Coca-Cola going to New Coke. Is this, you think this is like social engineering through beer? Yeah. Maybe? We'll try anything. What the heck is wow. there a dog fight where you are? Oh, no. Just somebody came, somebody's here. I don't know who it is. Oh. Uh, Julianne is here. Gotcha. Excited doggies. All right. Well, anyway. Another fine. Thank you for humoring me. I just said I I, I didn't see that. You had mentioned it. I'm like, what is going on here? I don't think it was as bad as the uh, Bud Light stuff if I was going to weigh it out. But still, I'm like, from a marketing perspective, I'm thinking, did they focus group and said, you know what? I think we could send a sell a ton more beer to women if we just did this. No, it's virtue signaling. Yeah. On a grand scale. Yeah. Pandering. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, you know, it can't have anything to do with with trying to sell more beer. Yeah. Because it just it's there's no bad. way that you could have anybody that knows anything about marketing that would sit down and go, you know what, if we do this, we're gonna sell a lot of beer. No, I mean, what? Are you kidding me? I haven't looked up the statistics on this because I haven't cared enough. But you know, I mean, if you if you looked at the percentages here of uh, men versus women on the amount of beer that they drink, do you have more men that drink beer than women in this country? What do you think? More men that drink beer than women? Yeah, are there more men beer drinkers than women? Is that, a, beer drinkers? Is that even a question? Seriously. Okay. If it's that obvious, then the answer yeah. is what? Men, right? Yeah. Come okay. On. So you, th- you throw basically <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, a feminist uh, beer commercial out there. Yeah. How are men going to re- re- you know, re- react to that? Bring back the bikinis. You know? Or how about just leave me alone? Let me drink my damn beer. You know? I, I mean, come on. Rooted. If it's a good beer, I want to drink it. And Bud when did, my beer, be- when did beer become qualified? political? 
you know it's just exactly. it's stupid mm-hmm. why is it happening i don't know i don't know why half of the things are happening right now i i don't even know it's like i get up in the morning look at the news and it's just like i'm still in some kind of weird alternate reality the stuff that's happening yeah amazing i tell you anyway okay well with that said Good to go. Good to go. Super D, thanks for uh, hosting the show and uh, being a good sport. You're funny. Hosting the show? Did I host the show today? You sort of did. With You pretended your microphone didn't work and everything. That was funny. Oh. And by the way, thanks for throwing me under the bus with with Batar. I thought you'd appreciate that. That was super cool. He would laugh. Like where? Where's the click you think? Why aren't you using my 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 website? I thought it'd be funny to push back on Batar a little bit and go, dude. We got enough to do here, right? You know, I mean, we have we have X number of of platforms and things that we use, you and so I just push a button. I made a de- I made a decision one yeah. day that I was going to try and do yeah. better with what we have rather than trying Extend to do yourself two things. Yeah. Now, today's show, you do have to put up on ClickView based on Batar being on it. Okay. That's what he said. You talk to him. All right. Because he needs it. Otherwise, you could just send it to him somehow. But Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I'm sure it won't be a big deal. Yeah. I'll just upload it. Okay. Got it. And then our your training, your turn, what is it? Your turn to the dark side will be complete? I don't know. What, what, that, what was the line? The circle is complete. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking the at... Padawan the, has become the master. Right. So Leslie has a new episode? Um, yes, yes. Her episode did post like super fast because it was funny. Last night she sent it to me and I was I was in in the groove, man. Okay. I was just like... I was editing this thing and uploading this thing and whatever like that. And then I had like a break and she just got it to me like right at that perfect time I was able to edit it, upload it, it was done. So new episode uh, posted last night, and I believe if I remember the title was Chasing, was it Chasing Cows mm-hmm. or Chasing Dreams? Yeah, I think it was. Something cool. along those lines, right? Actually, he's just bringing it. And What, what was, was it, Leslie? Tell me. Chasing Cows or Dreams, I think. It was. How about the Preacher and the Polish Girl? There's an episode up, new episode. I haven't had one in a while. Okay. So you have to ask uh, Mark about that tomorrow. I'll ask Mark about that. Okay. They're busy. You know, yeah. they got stuff going on. Of course. Chasing cows or dreams. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a really cool story. And I actually managed to even uh, throw some sound effects in there. Did you really? I did. Oh, I did. man. Radio days. Um, yeah. It had to do with a stampede of goats uh, almost running her over. Wow. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Unless <laughs> you bringing it. So, uh, did you like the sound effects, Leslie? Did you did you catch that? Yeah, okay. You liked yeah. it, yeah, for sure. So I like doing that stuff when I have time. That's fun. All right, well, yeah. lots of other things coming up. Check out the upcoming events. Red Pill Expo in August in Des Moines, Iowa. And I think we have links to that. Super Don, if you haven't gotten it, I don't know. I just forward things. I don't know if we have like a discount code now officially active for, for Echo Water now back at mm. Echo Technology. Yeah, I've got to get things dialed in on that. When okay. when the, when the company made the shift, yeah, uh, things changed, and I I have to get updated on that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, back tomorrow with Justin Barclay. 
mm-hmm. the radio host. We don't know if Ty's coming. I don't know if Ty. Okay. We had. Do we have him on last? We had him on last week, right? Mm-hmm. So he probably won't be on tomorrow because usually he tries to do every other week. All right. So all right, we'll Carry back on, tomorrow with the news news of the day and um, and you guys. Thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for sharing the show. And next Monday uh, coming up is the AMA on Zoom. And 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, you can be part of our AMA. Just become a patron supporter. And you might win some stuff that far outweighs the amount you support us in. But thank you for every little bit, even as I said, just sharing the show. Uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow, less than 22 hours from now.